0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Needless, Needless.
2: Things, things. things.
1: But. It's time once again for the Needless Things Podcast. Uh, welcome. I am Phantom Troublemaker. It's time to talk about toys. Uh, it's time to talk about a little bit other than toys, though, before we get to the main conversation, which is a good one. I have a bunch of people on. We talk about Toy Fair 2013. Uh, before that, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast itself. Uh, my first podcast was... Uh, probably about what you'd expect out of a first podcast. I'm happy with what happened, but there were a couple little things that I had to, to fix or take care of. And the same thing happened this time. Uh, They're you know, not the exact same issues, but different issues. And I learned more things about how to do this. So that's good. Uh, there's some There's some audio weirdness that you're going to hear in here. And uh, it's not horrible, and I think you can definitely sit back and enjoy uh, all of us talking about toys. But it's just kind of a pain that it happened, and it's irritating, and it's just one of those things. But I'm going to move past it, and uh, then the number two thing is that I did not save my introduction from the first podcast as a separate file. I just did it as part of the final podcast, so I don't have that to, to put in here So I had to do a new one, so it's a little bit different, but it's also kind of the same. And at some point, I hope to have maybe my very own theme song to put in there. We'll see how that goes. I know a lot of musically talented people, and I'm sure if I asked one of them in the right way, they'd be more than happy to to whip up some, some rousing theme music for the podcast and maybe even entrance music for me. Uh, since I am the ring announcer for Monstrosity Championship Wrestling, uh, and I'll I'll get into that a little bit here too, uh, since I didn't get to do it last time. Uh, I go by the name Phantom Troublemaker. Uh, I have a website called NeedlessThings.com. It's at needless uh, NeedlessThingsSite.com. Uh, I do reviews of movies and toys and conventions and and any kind of dorkery you can think of. That's my thing. that's what I do. I write about it, I talk about it, and it's all very conversational. It's all from my point of view and and my uh, well of knowledge i don't I don't try and talk beyond what I know. Uh, I don't try and go outside of my frame of reference anything that I discuss here or on the other podcasts that I show up on, which I'm the co-host of a podcast called Earth Station Who, which is all Doctor Who. And, you know, obviously I'll I'll watch whatever we're talking about on any given episode, but I, I try not to go, you know, online and do research and, like, be the ultimate repository of wisdom for any subject that I'm talking about because I feel like that dilutes my sense of self in a conversation I want everything that comes out of my mouth to be purely from me and not something that I've I've read somewhere or some little tidbit of information that I found on Wikipedia and I'm not going to say that I don't from, uh, from time to time use those resources just to fact check something so I don't sound like a complete moron uh, I'm okay with sounding like a little bit of an idiot but complete moron is a step further than I ever care to go uh, so you know, I, I I do what I can to to keep it keep it real, so to speak. Uh, but this podcasting thing, I really love doing other people's podcast. I really love co-hosting Earth Station. Who I'm not as fond of running my own show because there's a lot that goes along with it: uh, scheduling and running the show, and then editing, which I'm going to be doing in just a few minutes here uh, for this one and it's editing is horrible. What a what a nightmare it is, which is why you are maybe going to get these once a month from me if that uh it's all going to depend on when I find a topic that I think is exciting and interesting and something worth pursuing or have a guest that I'm dying to talk to. And we've got some good stuff for for the second episode here uh with Toy Fair. My guest's uh I've got a buddy of mine for years now. Uh call him evil on the site his name's ryan and he knows toys he's been collecting just as long as i have Uh, he knows a thing or two we've also got josh wilson from the oncoming storm podcast and uh he he knows his stuff he's a smart guy he's good to talk to i've talked to him on the earth station one podcast before and then uh, we've also got belligerent monkey uh jay hornsby who is an artist of no small local renown he he humbly refers to himself as a part-time artist in the introduction air that you're gonna hear in just a few minutes and I I think that's that's not entirely true he, he's a full-time artist I mean he's he's got a regular gig just like I do doing doing real stuff for real money you know grown-up stuff I guess you would call it but the the guys if, if you're an artist you're an artist I don't think there's any part-time to it. And uh, Jay certainly knows his stuff. Uh, he's a really, really talented guy. And to, to say part-time artist, I think that's one of those things that just sounds reasonable when you say it. And then you look back and you're like, well, wait a minute. No, he's, he's a full-time artist, and he's, he's fantastic. Uh, he, he actually produced my favorite painting ever. And, of, of course, that painting would be of me. And uh, you can find that painting on my Facebook page. Uh, el phantasmus or on needless things Uh, it's there as well and go check out jay's art on BelligerentMonkey.com. he's really really good Uh, we also have mr bo brown returning he was on the first episode talking about masters of the universe and he's back to do it again on this episode and then finally we've got a special report from reverend dan wilson who was supposed to be part of our round table but you know things happen I'm just glad we were able to get a special report from him, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But for right now, I think that's about as much as I can can give you as an introduction right now. One of these days, I'll have a conversation to post that's less than two hours long, and I'll be able to get into some personal stuff uh, a little bit more. But right now, we've got a whole lot of toy to cover and uh, some cool guys to talk to. So sit back, relax. Grab yourself your favorite adult beverage and check out Toy Fair 2013. Uh, it was a good one. And here we go. It's time to sit down with, uh, some, some toy geniuses and talk about what happened at Toy Fair 2013 this year. Uh, it was a really big show with lots of stuff that was cool. I don't know how many surprises there really were, but the, the, there was one big surprise that we'll talk about in just a minute here, but I, I think the overall quality of a lot of what we saw kind of makes up for, for the lack of, of really surprising things. And, uh, but let's go ahead and introduce everybody we've got. Uh, I've got three guys sitting with me right now. Hopefully we'll have Mr. Bo Brown joining us a little bit later. Uh, I've got, uh, Jay Hornsby, Josh, Josh Wilson, and Ryan Schweck, uh, to put some, some spin on the toy fair info. Everybody's got their own kind of arena of expertise. Uh, let's start off with Ryan. Ryan, what's your deal with toys and, and what makes you think you can hang with us tonight?
0: Uh,
2: well, let's see. Currently I'm collecting all the Mattel DC stuff, um, Marvel Legends, and through my son, unfortunately, I collect a whole lot of Legos. Get <laughs> put together once, and we never see them again. But right now, we're getting superheroes and Chima and Ninjago and, and Monster Hunters and all those fun sets. And uh don't have anything to plug, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
1: Yeah, Lego's kind of nuts with the licensing stuff now, not only their own properties, but but picking up pretty much everything they can. Uh-huh. And uh, speaking of Lego, uh, we also have Mr. Josh Wilson. Josh Wilson, lay it down. What are you doing here?
3: Well, I'm Josh Wilson, and I am a giant roboaholic. And so if, if you are any sort of giant robot, I generally will collect you mainly, uh, keep up with all the Transformers stuff, but I also collect a lot of superhero related things, the Marvel and DC six inch lines typically. And, um, I am a lap star wars
1: collector as well. So yeah, I think there are a lot of those out there, but that might change soon, huh?
3: Yes, yes, it just might.
1: And, uh, finally we've got the belligerent monkey himself, Jay Hornsby, uh, here to, to help out with the conversation. Jay, what you got?
4: Yeah, I'm, uh, Jay. I, uh, collect DC Universe classics, the Marvel Legends, uh, and the odd toy here or there, like the Predators and the Aliens. Uh, also a former Star Wars collector. I hadn't picked anything up recently, but again, that may change soon. Uh, I do artwork. As a uh, part-time deal, so you can always check me out at belligerentmonkey.com.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, Toy Fair was a big deal this year. It was pretty exciting, and and part of the excitement was that we knew about some of the things that were happening, and then when they showed up, they got delivered on. And and I think the first thing that we can all agree was a huge deal was Batman 66, uh, the presentation that Mattel, Mattel did. Uh, And and the lineup that they've got out of the gate. Uh, These things are supposed to be showing up in July. And they've got a Batmobile and Batman and Surfing Batman and Robin and Riddler. And they had all of this stuff on display. They had Penguin right there on display. Uh, And then they've also got uh, Cesar Romero, Joker. And a Catwoman. I don't. Do you guys? Did you guys catch if it's going to be Eartha Kid or Julie Newmar?
2: They have not said, but a rumor I've heard is that it is possibly a variant. Is that they may end up doing both of
1: them? Oh, they like kind of like Marvel's doing with the legends.
2: Yeah, and apparently it may be as easy as a head swap, so they won't. I mean, there's not much of a difference between that costumes,
1: except for that. Sure. 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 That would be cool. I'd be down with that. It'd be great if they'd just throw the extra head in. And uh judging from the quality of these, I, I you know, I almost wonder if that's not possible, but at the same time Mattel's notorious about not wanting to give us accessories. But uh what what did you guys think? What what's looking at the pictures that they provided? Uh what was your initial impression on them?
4: I thought they looked great. Uh I was sold as soon as I saw them. Uh, I can't wait for the Batmobile. That two pack. Uh, with them climbing up the uh, window, uh, I thought they all looked great. You know, as soon as I saw them, I was sold. Yeah, I think they That's look.
3: surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, especially that Batmobile. That Batmobile looks fantastic, and uh, just seeing the the couple of things that you can tell they're, they're really going with the spirit of the whole line. But with Surf and Batman being amongst their their initial
1: offerings. Yeah, I, I liked seeing that because it it showed to me that they understand what they're dealing with.
4: Right. Yeah, and the uh, Riddler has his slippers. I thought that was a nice touch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they've already said that, which it's kind of sad, but it's Mattel, so that they do have to verify things like this, but they have confirmed that the Cesar Romero sculpt will have the mustache, uh. That was excellent. Yeah. Hear, I it. Yeah, with the paint, with the white painted over. Uh, how do you guys feel about him being Movie Master scale as opposed to DC Universe Classic scale?
2: I'm probably going to be the only one that's not real thrilled with it, just because I don't collect any of the Movie Masters, so it's going to throw my shelves off a little as far as putting them with the other ones. But like we were talking about, I mean, they're releasing the whole thing under that name TV Masters. So it seems like it's opening up the possibility down the line to maybe throw some other ones in.
1: See, that's what I'm hoping is is that, you know, if these succeed, this could possibly lead to a Linda Carter Wonder Woman or a... Uh you know whoever the guy was that played flash that shows up at all the atlanta comic cons
3: i need a george reeves superman
1: yeah that'd be fantastic and christopher for that matter christopher reeve would be awesome i mean there there's a lot that they could do if with with the realistic proportion line if this takes off and i from from every response i've seen online i mean we're we're toy collectors as a rule we're we're a caddy mean bunch of people and everybody has responded well to this Batman 66 stuff.
3: Well, I I, mean, it, it's just a dream license that I don't think anybody ever thought was ever going to happen because of all the, the rights issues. I mean, you can't even get DVDs out, much less <laughs> it's in merchandise.
1: Well, and they still uh, apparently are having trouble with the DVDs. I, I don't know if it's problems with the music still or what the deal is, but apparently the DVDs are not necessarily forthcoming just because they've they've got all this licensing worked out. And do
2: we know on those two-packs, is the two-pack with Robin, is that the same Batman as the first wave? Because they didn't really show it. You saw the two-pack, you saw the wall, and you saw the Robin. But they didn't have the Batman that goes in that two-pack. And I would be somewhat surprised if it is the same Batman. Because otherwise, why would you buy the first wave Batman?
1: I would hope at the least it would have maybe a different head sculpt. Like maybe one of them could be smiling or you know something else i just i they have to do one with the batusi hands <laughs> that's my requirement at some point is i need batusi hands yeah, so yeah, we pretty if, if it's
4: successful that would definitely be one that they would uh you know if, you, if you're gonna get surfing batman surely you can get a batusi
1: <laughs> right right exactly and it's good there. uh these are all you know they've already established these will have cloth capes so they can actually sit in the batmobile that they're producing so that's solid so uh yeah Mattel I think we all agree that that was kind of the the big centerpiece of toy fair really is they just nailed it on this one which Mattel needed to nail it on something um DC Comics other than that they had not only a few new retail items to show but but a couple of subscription items as well uh Ryan and Ryan you want to kind of hit that a little bit
2: yeah, well, we, the new toy we saw, of course, got leaked by the spectacular Digital River. Um, so we got Huntress and um, Fire, the 90s version of Fire that wasn't all the way flamed on. And if you notice, when they posted it online, it was listed as Fire and then parentheses of Fire and Ice. So I assume that right. means at some point we're going to get Ice. I don't know. This year, I doubt this year, but it seems like that's when they may use to sell, 2014. And another thing that they did, which I'm surprised they didn't hit on a lot and a lot of people aren't talking about, is with the other figures that were shown, the elongated man, layer of fleece, Red Hood, all of them had changes from the prototypes from San Diego. Um, red Hood has guns changed to the red that people were asking about, that uh, Toy Guru had said he wasn't sure if he could do. Lara they fixed his lantern that people were complaining about. long mated man got his magnifying glass, so there's a bunch of stuff just sitting on the shelves that they didn't really point out. Hey, look, we've actually changed these.
1: yeah, it's surprising, and now I'm not surprised the the collectors didn't point it out because we don't like to zero in on good things that companies did, but uh. I'm surprised Mattel, you know, didn't make a big deal out of that. Uh, like, you'd think like a, rag- along... Uh, right, right, exactly. Along with those parentheses saying, you know, partners with ICE or whatever, saying, you know, red guns like you wanted, magnifying glass like you wanted, although I think it did say real functioning magnifying glass, which I'm sure tons of us will be using that thing in our daily magnifying activities.
4: <laughs> hey, Brian, what did you think of the uh, choice of Huntress? I... I personally would have preferred the older version rather than the Jim Lee uh, belly shirt
2: one. I kind of like having the Huntress with the belly window just because it's so ridiculous. That here's the mob assassin, you know, female badass of DC, and she has her belly button showing. She's like the opposite of Power Girl. She's completely covered up except for a little bit on her stomach because that's really what, you know, the guys want to see is a belly button.
1: (laughs) I... I gotta say, I almost would have liked the new 52 one. I don't know if you guys checked out the, uh, that miniseries they did. Well, and I guess she looks the same in Earth 2. I, I dig that costume, although they've had a couple of variations already within those series, but.
4: Yeah, the Earth, uh, Earth 2 costume, I think, is more kinda like the classic where she's completely covered and, you know, yeah. the, uh, all black, which makes sense, kinda like Batman, you know, she's wanting to be in the shadows. That's why I think the, uh, the belly shirt's a little
3: ridiculous yeah i I think i would have preferred the classic as well but you know at least you're getting a country figure i suppose
1: but at the same time when you're looking at it purely as a toy it does look pretty awesome the way that they did it and i think this is something i'm realizing about the new 52 as much as i loathe uh the comics for the most part they make great toys
4: uh yeah i completely disagree with you really really i think the designs are terrible I can't stand some a lot of the new 52 stuff, like all the new, um, the new Superman, the new Batman, the new Hawkman, all the new DC Universe stuff that's out right now, is a complete pass for me.
2: I so. see. I hate the looks in the comic book. I think it looks ridiculous that they're all wearing, what looks like metal suits. But I thought when I saw the toys on the shelf. Especially Superman, it looked a lot better than I thought it would. It, they make good-looking toys. That right. To I, I, I bad. Toy.
4: I just I just don't like the designs. I mean, as a toy, they look fine, but I'm
1: just. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just, in the comics, they're too busy. It's it's too much nonsense and kibble for artists to have to deal with for you know twenty pages. But as a three-dimensional sculpture, all of that extra detail and stuff, uh, pardon the expression, but really makes it pop.
2: <laughs> now, one, though, that did not look good was that dark side. That thing looks terrible.
4: Yeah, it well, yeah. looks terrible in the comics and the toy.
1: Except for the DC Collectibles toy, just because it's so darn giant. But yeah, the proportions are just ridiculous on the Mattel one.
2: Yeah, and the Wonder Woman and the Aquaman they've shown from the New 52, those looked pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, the
4: Wonder Woman definitely, of all of them, to me, looked like the best, and that would be the one I, I would would might pick up if I saw it in the store.
3: Well, I think she's the one that, as a new design, offends me the least. I don't know. I, I'm pretty much the same way that I, I really have no interest in any of the new designs as far as figures, but I, I did see the new 52 Superman and the DC Unlimited line, and I'll probably end up caving on that eventually. Because <laughs> I, I, I bought every single Superman figure, at least variation of his costume, um, on my shelf, and I, I'll end up caving eventually. But...
1: See, that's how I am with that's how I am with Batman. I, I did the other day. I when I came across him, I bought. I wanted the Batgirl because I actually like that design. I like the colors and the design and everything. But the Batman was there, and I was like, ah, I might as well get it because I I do the same thing. I buy every new like version of Batman. So I went ahead and got him, even though he's really kind of dorky looking.
2: How are the uh, legs on that Batgirl? Because she's using that same body that. That same Batgirl body that's been used now a bunch of times with some... Obviously, I guess she's got different boots. And
1: no, actually, she's she is uh, almost 100% new. Oh, is she? Yeah, the only thing that they reused was the head and the hands. Uh, everything else is new.
2: Does she have the uh, broken leg syndrome that the rest of them have had?
1: She doesn't appear to. I haven't opened either one of them yet. But uh, the legs look straight. As a matter of fact, if you look at these in the packaging, it looks like they kind of went to a little bit of effort to not put them in weird, stupid-looking positions. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm curious to open them up and see what kind of plastic they used and how good the joints are and that you know the the typical Mattel problems. But uh, just from looking at them in the package, they look good. But yeah, I was surprised to find out Batgirl is almost completely new parts.
3: Well, I will say one thing that I'm very excited about in the Unlimited line is that Batman of Zur and Ark. Yes. little Batmite. Oh, love that. Still can't wait to get my hands on that one.
1: Yeah, dude, that looks awesome. I'm stoked about that.
2: That and that Dark Knight Batman. I'm really excited about that Dark
4: Knight Batman. Yeah, the Dark Knight one I thought was great, and I thought the vampire one looked good too.
1: All right, we've got uh, Bo Brown now joining us. Are you there, Mr. Brown? I am. Welcome. We are just talking about uh, D.C., Mattel's D.C. stuff, so and, uh, just hang in there, jump in if you want to, but we'll get to Masters of the Universe as soon as we're done with D.C. Right on. Awesome. Um, so we got Fire hopefully we'll be getting ice and I, I it didn't occur to me because i have trouble thinking in the the corrupt and rude way that Maddie tends to think but i think ryan you're probably right that they're going to use they're going to hold ice hostage until next year
2: well yeah cuz they used the metal man to get us this year
1: right exactly and now they're out of metal well they're out of you know metal men that matter
2: yeah if i were to guess they're going to use ice i bet we see someone from the legion um just because that box set is you know awesome but you're missing some pretty core members
1: right right
2: um, so that would be a good one to get people in but yeah they've kind of completed several teams um, I think also if they threw a secret six figure in there they'd sell some subs too
1: yeah I, I definitely agree uh, they there's there are a lot of things they could do what I would hope for next year is that maybe they'll they'll throw us an Oracle as the sub figure.
4: Yeah, I was hoping Oracle or maybe a Chief from the Doom Patrol. They've been saying that uh, takes a lot of new sculpts, so that's why they've been putting it off.
1: Yeah, that, but they have to finish them. That's another team that that I feel like, you know, by, by what they originally said about the sub, they're kind of obligated to get that guy out there, you know?
2: Right. And they've got the dc scaled bat uh, signal that they've had sitting around since... Before it was even DC Universe, back when it was DC All-Stars that thing was supposed to come out it was on the back of all the packages but they never released it so they could use that too
1: yeah the
4: from the movie masters is insanely
1: nice like I love that thing yeah that was a fantastic piece and it's amazing that it works as well as it works
4: yeah it, it lights up my living room you yeah you really can uh, shine it from one end to the other and uh, well, it
1: works great yeah they did a great job with that all right well that's uh, let's see oh and, and oh, you know yeah, what we, we had some more. yeah we had some uh, retail stuff as well uh me and Ryan were talking about Damien, uh earlier today uh, or the Damien figure.
3: Is it just me or is it way too big?
1: Uh the C that's you Ryan said the same thing and I hadn't really noticed. What uh so yeah, what what about that? It just looks I- off to me. It looks it looks off scale.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. and You just can't tell which bucket's on. If it's on the Wally West one, I mean that's the I mean not the Wally, the uh Kid Flash buck. That's the smallest one they've got, but the muscles on those arms look like it's not it. That it's that middle-sized teen buck that the Legion was put on, and that thing is way too big. Uh, like gosh. the uh, uh, Golden
4: Age Robin, when they put the Golden Age Robin head on that body, it just looked creepy because it looked like a baby head on a you know, grown man's body.
1: See, I feel like he looks pretty small. He's got really narrow legs. Uh, you're right though; those arms do look kind of big, but. You know, I, I doubt it, but maybe this is a new book that we haven't seen.
3: I mean, it's hard to tell. The picture I've got up right now is he's on the same level as that Batman Beyond Batman. Right. And he comes up to about his shoulders. So, I
1: mean, at least he's scaled
3: down, but he still seems large to me.
1: Like, yeah, you're right. Really big. I'm I'm looking at one right now where he's beside that Batman Beyond Batman. And, uh, yeah, he is he is up to his shoulder. But still... It's a Damien figure. We're used to scale issues within this line. Like, it's one of those things where it's Mattel, so you have to say, well, at least they're doing it. Yeah.
2: Well, and if you compare pictures of that Damien to the pictures of the Freddie Freeman, the Freddie Freeman buck doesn't, whatever he's built on, doesn't look as muscular. He looks smaller, which would
3: be unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be the problem, is he looks way too muscular.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? Look at Freddy's legs though. They look thicker. They look thicker and more muscular than Damien's do. But and uh if if you you guys out there listening want to know what pictures I'm looking at at least Action Figure Insider had pretty much the best galleries uh that I found of anybody.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they took some really fantastic pictures and uh very thorough too. All right, so we've got uh
4: Is anyone else uh picking up the Watchman? Other than me, am I the only sucker out there that got it?
2: I didn't, it. but I'm kind of regretting it now. The I packaging. really like the packaging.
4: Yeah, it's nice with the clam uh, clamshell, and it opens up with the card. And they've got on the sides; it's kind of like a book with its own uh, individual spine pattern. So I this is one of the few things I'm actually going to keep the uh, packaging, and then have them set up in front of it um, because it, uh, you know, has the design behind it.
1: I'm not a fan of of the. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate the comic for what it is, but I'm not overly a fan of it, and, and I'm certainly not really of the movie. But I do think the figures look fantastic. What What do you, Jay? What do you think of uh, comedian and Silk Spectre?
4: Uh, I think they look good. Uh, you know, so far in the sub, we've only gotten one figure, which is a Warshak, and um, I thought the gun may have been a little oversized, but other than that, I thought it was a great figure. And then uh, you know, the packaging was great. Uh and so you know the toys I think the designs are solid it's kind of hard to screw them up. So right. They uh captured it pretty well.
1: Uh, have have we seen uh comedian Silk Spectre and Night Owl before now?
4: I think we've seen Silk Spectre but not uh Night Owl or uh Comedian. I think Comedian was one of the uh reveals. Same okay.
1: Time. Yeah, they, I mean, they look great. I, I've, you know, if I if I was a fan of the franchise, I'd definitely be buying them. I, I think they did a really good job on these.
4: Yeah, I thought the Night Owl uh, looked really good. That was the one I was one of the most nervous about, was how they were going to do that. And I thought uh, they looked like they nailed it.
2: I think another big surprise in the DC retail line that they didn't show, but they announced, was that the Beware the Batman cartoon is going to have two figures in the retail line. They're going to do anarchy and Batman.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best way for them to handle since they completely blew it with Young Justice and and didn't even try to do a toy line for Green Lantern.
2: They got the shows canceled.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 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 how great Mattel is at making toys they can get TV shows canceled. But uh, I think that's the thing to do is just make this DC universe just their big flagship line and just throw everything in there kind of like GI Joe did a couple of years ago um right before Pursuit of Cobra where they were throwing the movie stuff and everything else and all on the same line i think that's the way to the way to do it now
2: what i'm really hoping for is since they're going to do 6 inches of where the batman i'm hoping we get a professor pig i'm a big fan of professor pig and that may be the only way they're going to put him out
1: He's supposed to figure prominently in the show. I mean, he was one of the first villains they announced as being on the show.
4: Right. He's, he's in all the promo stuff. Yeah, it's all the promos. So.
1: I'd, I'd say he's definitely a good bet. Anarchy, I'm a little surprised about, though. That's kind of an odd one. <laughs> hey, kids, <sighs> Anarchy. Right, right. Yeah, let's introduce him to that. <laughs> well, that was that. Uh, is that cover it pretty much for DC, you think, you guys? Anything else uh, to throw out there? Yeah, I all the Mattel stuff. Uh, right, yeah, we'll we'll get to uh, DC collectibles in a little bit because they had some really cool stuff as well. Um, for right now, Bo, are you ready to to school us on some Masters of the Universe?
5: I am always ready to talk about Masters
1: of the Universe. I know that you are. All right, what you got, man?
5: So, with Toy Fair, we got to see final versions of a lot of the figures we'd already seen, um, at, you know, in toys, uh, which was nice. So we got to see. Um, snake face finalized, drobo finalized, clamp champ, King, he man fighting foemen in the package, which look really good in the package. Um, karate Octavia, who has a very different face sculpt, um, from the original that we were shown at San Diego. And I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I, I love the posability. I watched the video, uh, with Scott going through the line of everything. And I think Octavia is, is a standout. I think she looks amazing. Um, she's huge i mean she takes up an an heinous amount of space and i'm i'm curious how well she's going to be as far as balance is concerned um because i know that my natasa her ankles and legs are really loose so um just with that added weight and with it being all in a bunch of crazy directions i'm a little nervous about how well she's going to stand
1: did you see the mask thing that they had as kind of one of the teaser accessories is that hers
5: no, I don't think it is. Um, my prediction on that is that's New Adventure Shira's mask.
1: That see, that's what I thought. I saw somewhere uh, somebody said, "Oh, it's got to be Natasha's headgear," and I thought, "Okay, yeah, that's just, yeah, that, that would, makes that sense." Would, that
2: would look completely ridiculous.
1: On her. Right, exactly. It doesn't work with the already ridiculous wing thing sticking out of her face.
5: Yeah. Well, it just, I... it doesn't fit her color scheme at all.
1: Right. Right.
2: Now, am I mistaken? Um, have they shown her mask somewhere? For some reason, I thought they showed her mask at, like, San Diego last year, or wherever they announced her.
5: I don't know. I mean, I don't. Gonna get, we know we're going to get another weapons pack with, with Rattler's armor in it. Yeah. Now, so, who knows? So, I mean, I think that we'll get anything else we get for Natasa in there. So, we'll see. Um, but it just, I don't know. It just, it's just crazy. Like, I just don't, I mean, I, I know that there's weird tooling dollar issues per figure and everything, but I just don't understand why Natasa got... Just her crappy Shira figure shield that they all get, and nothing else. And then Fangman gets like thirty-seven accessories, and he's almost completely new. He's a, well, not completely new, but he's a lot of new parts.
1: Well, and, and when and
5: he's in the head, and um,
2: I think part of that Fangman churching him up so much was to sell the formation sub. No, well, that's a good. You point. get a really nice Fangman. You're liking it a lot. Hey, here's our new sub
1: yeah I, I think that's 100% two true other
5: filmation accessories beyond his little um electro slingshot or whatever that was in his original concept art you know he's got that sword that sword of the ancient elders or whatever it's called and then the the time the time wheel device or whatever it's called um, it just seems it just seems weird like give him one extra filmation accessory and pop one of those others I mean but I but you're right you're probably right Ryan. it's it's probably you know we're, we're, we're getting, get y'all you, get you excited about these filmation only figures. Um, so that's a good segue. Do we want to talk about the Filmation line?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I, uh, initially, you know, I, I was talking to, to Ryan and Bo the night that all of those pictures got leaked and everybody oh, was going, yeah, that was crazy. That was totally insane. Cause I was, I was talking to, uh, one of you guys on, on the messenger and one of you guys called me and it was just. Uh, the whole internet was well. The whole internet, all of the, the toy nerd, 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 right? Stock market crash, right? All of the, yeah, all the fucking toy dorks on the internet were were going insane. The
2: was up in arms.
1: Well, and it really is. I mean, this is as, as often as we've seen screw ups from Digital River, from Maddie, from whoever. This was a big fucking screw up.
4: Well, it's like when Maddie uh, uh, re- accidentally released the uh, DC Universe uh, sub a couple years ago when then yeah. they found it on the website, and so they kind of ruined it before the big announcement.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, it was really like you had found all your Christmas presents early. <laughs> right. right. The sad thing is Toy Fair came, you know, Christmas morning came, and it was kind of like, eh, yeah, I've already seen all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, we good. See. Well, it's kind of like, funny
4: because they uh, officially uh, announced them early, and I saw the post, and they were like, well, I guess you guys have already seen them, but
5: uh, here they are.
1: <laughs> uh, I think yeah, – uh
5: you got to wait for better, you know, higher res pictures cuz those weren't the best pictures. You know, I mean they were they were all pretty small. Um, but still, yeah, it's it it did it, it you're right. It it definitely was just early Christmas morning and then when the actual fact happens you're like,
1: yeah, yeah, that's 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 toy fair. All right. But the bottom line is the three filmation figures, I, And personally to me, they're awesome. They're a little they're awesome. goofy because they're filmation, cool. but they look fantastic like Batros I can't wait to have Batros sitting on my shelf.
5: Now, what do you think? It drives me crazy that he's not a Horde member, though. I want to put him
2: with the Horde so bad.
5: Right, right. Has nothing to do with him. Yeah, you know. Which is what do you you think about?
2: What do you think about the new thing where everybody wants Batros to be put on Beastman's body, the furry body?
1: No, no, I don't agree with that.
5: I'm I I don't know. I haven't actually seen that episode, although I do have the um the unofficial cartoon guide. That, um, the guy from the Power and, and Honor, Honor Foundation did. So I looked him up, uh, and I looked up that episode chapter and sort of read about him. And he's a pretty interesting bad guy. Like, his whole shtick was, I'm gonna steal all the books in Eternia. Um, which, to me, you know, I would say repaint Orko's book, repaint, um, Shadow Weaver's book, and give him that as an accessory.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: Rather than, cause, like, that was his thing. Like, he was this knowledge hungry bad guy. And and what a weird thing for um and then he stole one of Orco's books. So I would say like that would have been a more appropriate accessory for him because he's this intellectual. He's this intellectual bad guy. Skeletor tried to get him to join with him and he was like, uh no. Um you're kind of you know, whatever you're skeletor. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing. He's an he's an independent, you know.
1: I don't have time for you and your gang, gang of boobs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well skeletor just got upset because there was somebody intelligent wanting to work with him. We can't right. have yeah. that in the, in the skeletal group. Right.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't work out at all. But no, B- Batros, I've, I've seen the episode. I've watched it since they've been up on Netflix, but I can't, you know, I can't claim to have like really good knowledge of Batros. But I mean, this figure looks like, like when they put it up, I thought, oh yeah, that's that guy. Like I, the, I, as far as the Beastman body, like I like his regular human body because honestly, because he kind of just looks like the caveman Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, he does. Yeah, that's, yeah good call. I'm, I'm good with that. And then, uh, okay, what's the deal with Shakotee T being called is that T? Is that another licensing problem?
5: I'm sure it's just, you know, quality control at Mattel. Yeah. As always. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then Icer, who just looks like Iceman with Raver boots on.
5: <laughs> I think he looks good, though, man. And for you being such a fan of Translucency. Oh, yeah, no, I'm- believe me, I'm totally down with him. I think he looks great, and he comes with a staff of Avion. Hooray! Um, yeah. So you know, uh, Stratos gets an accessory, well overdue. Yay for Stratos! But I mean, you know, I mean, he, he, you know, he's a very cheap figure. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot new on there. And if you look at him, he's got Ice Armor He-Man all over him, with the boots, the boot tops. Sure, um, sure, yeah. Ice Armor He-Man all the way. The the cuffs. You can totally do that for Ice Armor He-Man. Um, you know. I'd I'd be down with that. I'd, I I can, I guarantee you I would much rather have ice armor He-Man than flying fists He-Man any day of the week. Um, sign me up for that. So, and we and we already we can see that the translucent blue looks good. So that would look really good on the armor. Uh, I love the frosted effect. Um, you know when you get the close up of his face picture, it looks he looks great. Um, I'm really excited about him.
2: I think he'd yeah, be a the- really good army builder figure. I oh, have yeah, like four or five of those.
1: Yeah, I could see an army of those guys being really cool, but mm-hmm. but really, these were three excellent. Like, if you're going to launch a sub, this was the way to do it because the figures, regardless of how you feel about the characters, the figures look good. They're good toys. They and and they, in the end, I d- uh, it's a much stronger lead out of the gate
5: for the filmation sub than what we saw for the regular sub in San Diego because yes. there were a lot of sort of uninspiring first quarter figures in that line that, you know, it just, you know, you, you really want those, those figures to get people to buy the line. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's what these figures do. I think that it gets people excited. I'm crossing my fingers for Seahawk. I think he's definitely going to be one of the other three. Yeah. Um, And then the other two, it's pretty much a toss up. I don't think we're going to get a completely new tooled figure. I don't think you're going to get a Madam Razz and Broom out of the filmation line. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of reuse reuse of parts. I think you're going to see Decker's boots on um, on Seahawk.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we called that mm-hmm. early on because I mean that's definitely that's an obvious reuse.
5: Those are the boots of a bard and a pirate. <laughs> I
1: them. So yeah, the the filmation sub. I, th- I think they definitely made a powerful impact with that. Uh, I. It, I went back and forth a little bit because I, I'm not necessarily attached to the idea of getting the Filmation characters, but they're such cool figures, I ended up I ended up signing up. I, I've yeah. got to have them, and they just look really cool.
2: Well, I'm guessing day-up no. day sales on those are going to be almost non-existent.
1: Oh, I bet they're not going to have them.
2: Oh, yeah, like Fangman. They're going to be like Fangman.
1: Right, right. Right. Um.
5: Does anybody know if, we know that the, that Shakoti's Darkling doesn't come with a stand, but do we know if it has a place for it?
1: Uh, no, I haven't seen anything about that yet.
5: Because I would, I mean, I'd be completely happy to sacrifice the one that comes with my, my Doomseeker, um for that Darkling. Cause I think that the, the colors on the Doomseeker matching the, matching the Tricop's colors look stupid. Yeah,
1: I, 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 like, I like the, the 2002 better. better. Yeah, um,
5: and I would much rather have that awesome thing hovering. Uh, I'd be, and I'd be happy to use my stand off of that. So it'd be a real shame if they didn't just put a peg hole in the bottom in its butt. I'm know.
1: I'm sure you could make that happen.
5: Yeah, a little Dremel action could probably make that.
1: happen. Absolutely. All right. So filmation is good. We uh, we we got to look at what do we get for the regular line.
5: For the regular gonna, line, we, uh, regular. we got Mantena, Casaspella, and New Adventures Human.
1: Yeah, Mantana, holy shit.
2: That's unbelievable.
1: He is he is my
5: favorite figure of the line at this point. Um, and I say that without reservation. I mean he was one of my favorite figures as a kid. He's such an incredible original design. Um, you know, he's he's a perfect example of just the, the just the sheer horribleness of the horde um, as a group just you know where they just up. Th- I mean, it's it's horrible. <laughs> you know, it's horrible. Yeah. They're just scary, scary bad guys. You know, way scarier than anybody in the Evil Warriors. And he's perfect. He is absolutely perfect. They knocked him out of the park. Ninety nine percent new parts. Um, he's beautiful. Uh, I love every single thing about him.
2: When I first saw him, I really thought that was going to be a quarterly figure just for the amount of new tooling, the four
1: legs, the or even or even the Comic Con exclusive. I mean, really, for, for the amount that went into him, uh, which granted it would have made people furious if he had been, but it just seemed like almost too much for a regular figure.
5: Well, you know, I think what, I think what you're seeing in Mantenna is you're seeing saving dollars by reusing parts on other figures and putting those tooling dollars where they belong.
1: Right. On somebody like Antenna, Yeah.
5: You know, I think that's what you're seeing. Like, think about how much money they're saving on Icer. Think about how much money they're, you know, how much tooling dollars they're saving on, on some other figures that are, you know, 90% reused parts. Um, that's where, that's where we get the mantennas and, 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 and Ram Mans. You know, although Ram Mans more expensive, but um, I think he's just, he's just great. Although I still haven't seen a good side shot of him. To see how the front legs and the back legs sort of take up space of how much junk he's got in the trunk and,
1: and I found one. It's not on Action Figure Insider and I'll send you a link uh if if I remember where it was. But the side shot he doesn't have like a bizarrely thick waist like you you might be worried about. It it looked it looked natural and it's it's definitely uh crotch uh crutch piece or whatever you want to call it. Yeah that they will be using that again no like you can tell it's it's just going to work for that um so we got some cool new stuff we got
5: a, like a smaller buck under there with a cover i mean i you know like if you go to the trouble of making the smaller buck it seems like you would just make a standard smaller buck and figure out a way to layer some of his like plating things that he has going on over it so then you've got lizard man 2000x adam um that sort of is,
1: is strange to me. I mean, Well, Toronto, I think I, I don't know everything about how they create these, but I think there is sort of a standard where they have you start with a basic, you know, nude buck, for lack of a better word, and then you can sort of add the detailing or whatever onto that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that... You know, Obviously, it's not the same as using the exact same torso for all the He-Man and Skeletor and all those things. But I, I think as far as the form of it, I, I think th- there is kind of a cost-saving thing where the, as long as you've got the shape, you can add on to that. But I'm not positive. I don't know for sure. But uh speaking of 100% new tooling, uh, probably if, if Batman 66 wasn't the star of the show, then Castle Grayskull... Certainly was. Yeah. Um, what uh? What do you think?
5: Well, you know, there's a lot of controversy. Blah 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 blah. You know, you can choose to be unhappy about getting Castle Grayskull, but that's a stupid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's a choice that you're making to be unhappy. Right. Um. And and I don't want to be unhappy. I'm getting Castle Skull. I'm gonna wrap it myself, put it under my tree, and open it on Christmas morning. Um, <laughs> You know, so that I could have the experience as a grown man of opening Castle Grey Skull on Christmas morning.
1: And that's kind of the deal you have to make also with, with your significant other. Is, uh, th- this is, uh, this is it. This is my Christmas present as I'm spending $300 on this toy. On myself. Right. Yeah. So, uh, don't worry about me next year.
2: We've been watching. Our kids have been watching He Man non-stop on Netflix, so I had the good idea to show them pictures of, "Hey, look, they're making Castle Grayskull." And
1: oh, oh! Turned into,
2: "Oh, we need Castle Grayskull," and I had to this add, "No, children, this this is an adult." Castle. Which of course makes no sense
5: to them. Like, what right, do
1: you mean? right, right. This isn't
2: for kids.
1: No, no,
5: that's just silly. Well, yeah. you know, you, you can go buy yourself a 2000x Castle Grayskull for like five dollars on eBay, and let them knock themselves out with that.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: I was quick to point out, too, we can just go to the Phantom Tronwaker house, and we can play over there. We'll get them all done out, <laughs>
1: and
2: we'll have a grand old time.
1: And and they won't even realize they're actually playing with the Vintage Castle Grayskull. Yeah.
2: You know, Dave, I asked you
4: this earlier. I I don't collect this line, but I, uh, I listened to you guys talk about it before, and it made me, uh, I guess, one, very glad I don't collect it, because I would collect everything, and two, regret it. Uh, not getting it, but uh How is it display-wise? Is it going to be able to open up to where you can put it on the shelf, or is it going to be either closed or the 90-degree the turn?
5: I, that's a good question. I don't know if it opens up beyond the 90 degrees. It's hard to tell. You, you only see it at the 90 degrees. Um,
2: I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and I don't think there's any way for it to open flat. The rocks underneath one of the, the columns doesn't mm-hmm. look like it would allow for it with the hinge in. I edge. don't know.
5: I'm looking at picture eight of the He-Man.org gallery, and it, I don't know, it looks like there might be room for it to open up all the way. Yeah, In which sure. case, yeah, you could, you could open it up flat
1: all the way.
2: He- I'm guessing that hinge pulls out though.
1: Yeah, the Toy Guru had said that the two sections, and I, I had thought that the tower on the right side had actually been somewhat of a separate piece, so it would almost serve as its own hinge. But it's obviously, so there's, there's just one hinge on it, but you're right. There's a bolt that goes down. You can actually see it's painted silver that goes down through the hinge. And mm-hmm. Toy Guru had said that you would actually be able to take the two pieces apart okay. if you wanted well, to display yeah, it as a side. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think I'm going to have to put it on a table or something. Yeah. I might have to move the giant Adat at into a different location.
4: Yeah, someone that doesn't collect a line, I thought it was uh, very impressive. It looked great. Uh, it, it made me very happy that I you know, <laughs> never started because uh, I would have to get all of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, to me, this is a must-have piece. If you're collecting the Masters of the Universe Classics line, you can't not buy this. That's absurd.
5: Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I, I just don't, I mean, people and their beef and stuff, it's crazy. Now, I do agree with people saying that, um, it was a mistake to put so many figures on it that it does make the castle look smaller. Right. Um, which which really you know rub people the wrong way and 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 it is smaller and I understand why it's smaller I, and I'm and I'm glad that I don't have to pay you know I mean not that, I mean I would I would pay another fifty bucks or or whatever if it was if it was an extra two inches tall I'd I'd pay the extra fifty bucks but you know whatever excuses they say about oh it doesn't fit in the box. Make the box bigger. Who cares? You know, sure. Um, it's it's a crap excuse, but uh, I still think there's so much more to like about it than not like about it that I, I just don't get. You know, I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm beyond happy.
1: Well, and the other the other thing about it is this is that if you look at the vintage castle. Uh, what people are not understanding is this is Masters Universe Classics. It's been stated since the very first figure is that they're modern interpretations. They're kind of the ultimate versions of the vintage toy line. Well, the old Castle Grayskull is not to scale with the figures. You couldn't ever make a Castle Grayskull that's to sco- scale with the figures. That's ridiculous. So I mean, it's it's just one of those things where guys, it's a toy. It's going to look awesome, and and get over it. Two inches, you know, really seriously. Mm-hmm. Ask any lady; two inches just doesn't matter that much.
5: <laughs> it's not that big, of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Um- um, so okay, so we're pretty much in agreement that there there are a couple little things about Gray Skull that maybe aren't ideal, but but this is Mattel we're talking about. I think we've done well to get the product that we got.
2: Well, and I think it's genius that they have, really without officially announcing it, is that there's going to be a Castle Grayskull expansion pack, is what it sounds like. Sure, sure. With the gray, whatever else is going to be in it, probably some weapons or something. I I think that's a great idea. Keep the cost down on the castle, and if you want this extra stuff, here it is. Yeah,
5: I agree. I I mean, I'm sort of... I would love to have gotten the robot as a figure, though. I mean, I, I...
1: you know. That would have been fine. I, I would have had no yeah. problem with that being just part of the sub, or or even a, you know an outside the sub type of deal. I the robot not was not ever a thing. Like when people were talking about like, well, is it going to have the robot? I never quite understood w- what the deal was. Like, is that really that important to oh. you? Thing you are going to have facing the wall?
2: When I was I'm- a kid, I used to fantasize about what that robot sticker. was. <laughs>
1: I think, there's an, I agree,
2: I think and there's a space suit in it for some reason, like, and this was before New Adventures came out. So like, you know, in my head I was like, you know, did they go to space? Does the castle, I think at one point I decided my castle could actually lift off and fly into space and it was like their little spaceship.
1: Nice. Well, a, well, and there you go. You and know. that's what it is, is, is certain, certain things, and that's, that's what you have when you're selling toys to, to 30 to 35 to 40 year olds is you've got everybody has their own things that meant something to them as, as a kid because as kids we all have our own interpretations of what all the weird shit is that's in our toys. So one guy is going to think that suit of armor is the best thing in the world and another guy is going to be fucking furious because the, the dungeon Great that he had some awesome story about when he was a kid isn't even in it, and that's the thing is you can't, you know, you, you, everybody's got their own thing that's going to be important to them.
5: But I think it would have been cool if you're going to do a, an expansion pack anyway, then have the robot be like, you know, have it be a pack that, that the, you know pack it like a figure. And sure. Have have, have you, you know your your space have the spacesuit as a figure. And then have it come with all of its accessories are other accessories that that didn't make it into the castle. Before. The
1: sword, the swords that go on the wall, or the jetpack yeah. thing, or whatever.
5: Been, now, now, admittedly, if if the robot hadn't been in the castle in the release, there would have been you know riots in the streets.
1: You know what? That actually that actually would have been brilliant for Mattel to do to make the castle, and it's just the castle doesn't have any accessories with it and then say we're going to do accessory packs if you're a guy that likes the armor you can buy the armor if you're a guy that likes the great you can buy the great you can make this Castle Skull look Here, like you himself, think right like you think Castle Skull should look so we're going to sell the bare bones castle for this price and then you decorate it yeah like that would have been pretty smart yeah
5: that would have been pretty cool
1: um well, we've uh, we've spent about twenty minutes on Castle Grayskull here, and we've got lots more stuff to cover. Right. Castle Grayskull was fantastic, though. I'm very, very excited to have it in the house. Uh, another pretty big, surprising thing that, as far as I know, nobody was expecting. Uh, it's time to move on from Mattel to Hasbro and talk about these six inch Star Wars figures. Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, that was out of left field.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. It's uh, the Star Wars Black series, which they are doing 6-inch and 3 and 3 quarter inch uh, Star Wars Black, which I, I'm not quite sure where the black comes in, I guess, just because it sounds cool. It does sound cool. Um, <laughs> but...
2: On the three and three quarters black, is there a difference between, cause I saw they're gonna have two new lines, like a value line, I guess. Right,
3: cause what, what they're doing is the three and three quarter inch is pretty much continuing on this level of detail they're doing with the three and three quarter inches now. Right. And their regular line is gonna go back to being a non, I think five points of articulation, cheap value line.
1: Which, what do you, what do you think of that, Josh?
3: Uh, well, considering that I dropped the three and three quarter inches for being pretty much Unarticulated and not detailed enough for me anyway. Um, it's just something I completely, I can completely ignore. Uh, but I'm sure it's great for kids, but
1: sure, sure. That's what I'm saying as far as a business move. Because here's the thing is for the past, I think three or four years, Hasbro has been trying to market basically the same figures to kids and to adults at basically the same price point, And it hasn't been working for them. No. And I, when I saw that they were doing these five bucks apiece, five points of articulation figures, uh and they're doing two packs for ten bucks. I think that's really smart. I think you need to put more separation in there uh between the kid line and the adult line and go ahead and say this this is an adult line, this is a collector line, it's going to be more limited, it's going to be more exclusive. Uh you know, I I, I think that's a smart move.
3: Yeah, I think you make good points. I, I've got two kids that are, think like Star Wars is a big thing right now. And, I mean, it's perfect for them. I can go buy them a $5 toy and not have to worry about them breaking it because it's just, you know, it's a, it's a kid toy. Right. And then meanwhile, Daddy can get the great 6-inch hybrid detail stuff.
1: So what do you guys think about the 6-inch line? I, I've got my own feelings about that. I know most of you guys are pretty excited about it, though. What's, yeah. uh...
4: I know for me, I, I dropped the, the smaller line a few years back just because I felt like I had most of everything. But um, the six-inch line is very tempting, and I think I'm going to uh, end up picking them up.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I'm all in on this line. It's something that I love Star Wars, and I dropped that three-and-three-quarter-inch line years ago. I just never felt like they were really fitting in with all my other collectibles because everything else I was getting is... You know, like the Marvel Legends, the the DC Direct type stuff, and all that kind of – and my Transformers, they're all in the six-inch scale and more detail. And I just it never seemed like, my Star Wars collection fit in with everything else. So when I was putting stuff on my shelves, Star Wars was always the stuff that kind of went away first. And this is kind of what I want. And they've said that they were looking to, you know, target the dad market, and that's me perfectly. And I, I think that looks
2: fantastic. I'm really happy, too, that they've announced that they're going to focus on the original trilogy. There's going to be a couple of the prequel figures in there. You're going to get Darth Maul. You're going to get a couple here and there, but primarily they're going original trilogy with them, which makes it a little better, I think. No Captain Pancakes? I'd love to see <laughs> Captain <laughs> If I don't get a Plu figure, I'm going to lose.
1: <laughs>
2: I will start a letter writing campaign and write a letter a day to get my Plu I would have liked to see him build a figure, though. If you're going to charge me you know, twenty bucks. I think it'd be easy to do, like the three and three quarters did. Make a build a droid or a probe droid or something like that. Something, and especially I mean, like that
4: R two D two. I mean, twenty bucks for that small of a figure. I know. And then and they're not
3: exactly bringing it home with the accessories. I mean, they they've got all the necessary stuff, but it's not
1: wowing you. I don't know. I think I think they've done a pretty good job actually, because if you look at them, uh, the first thing I said is, well, if they do an R two. He better come with all his extensions and panels and, and all his, you know, little, little gadgetry. And he is.
3: Yeah. I mean, and that's great. But the thing is you have to have that. If you're going to sell a figure that's half the scale of everybody else, it's got to have all the accessories.
1: Well, and that's the other thing about R2 is traditionally R2D2 figures have sold for the same price as everything else in the line, but have never been scaled properly. There is, I think I, cause I, I still collect the three and three-quarter-inch stuff and, and have been for years now. And I've got probably 20 different R2-D2s, and I have one that looks like he's the right size. He's big enough. Uh, they, they really like to make R2 too small. And this one, if you look at him in comparison to the other figures, he is the correct size, uh, which is a nice thing. But, I mean, that's... It, the, the $20 is really the sticking point, because if you look back at it, R2's always cost the same as all the other figures. That's just how it is, except this time you're actually getting all his gadgetry instead of having to buy five different R2 figures to get, you know, the ejecting lightsaber, and the sensor scope, and the, the welding torch, and, you know what I mean?
3: Well, I like everything that comes with R2. The only thing is, he comes with the parts to simulate his jets. At least give me like a flame effect on the jets if I want to. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I agree with that.
3: effect with that, but
2: I was really hoping for the Return of the Jedi, his drink tray.
1: Yeah, I'm for the twenty same.
2: bucks, I'd like to see that. 20
1: bucks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That that really should have been I- included in there. My take on these is is like I said, I've been collecting the three and three quarter inch stuff for for years now, and one of the big things to me is the vehicles. I mean, that's. A big, huge part of Star Wars to me is the X-Wings and the TIE Interceptors and the B-Wings. And it's, I, I've got, you know, I've got all that stuff hanging from my ceiling. I, I love that stuff. And it, it's gonna be weird. Well, first of all, I've got so much in the three and three quarter inch. I'll buy a couple of these. I'll definitely buy Boba Fett. Um, I'll buy one of the initial releases, probably the R2-D2, just to review it. But I, I I won't be starting a new scale. But I think they are fantastic figures, and I think for you guys that do mostly six-inch figures, whether it's Marvel Legends and DC or, or Nika or whatever, like I get that where you want your collection to be somewhat more uniform.
3: Yeah, and I totally understand like the need for the, f- the vehicles and stuff like that, but uh, being somewhere where I just don't have the space for vehicle-type stuff anymore, this, sure. this gives me a nice Star Wars fix and can have a nice shelf for Star Wars stuff, not having to worry about you know, having everything out of scale and having to fit in vehicles and stuff like that. So I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Well, and that's a good point, is if you're not wanting or able or whatever to collect the Star Wars vehicles, then the three and three quarter inch figures on their own are just not very impressive. Whereas these six inch figures are going to be, they're going to look nice on the shelf. They're going to draw attention and they're going to be their own thing. They're not going to need the vehicles to kind of enhance them. So we've got uh the three and three quarter inch and the six inch black lines, uh, which th- I mean they look the three and three quarter inch. I'm not so sure about because it lo- almost looks like they're just re-releases of stuff they've already done. So I'm not too excited about those. Um, so yeah, Star Wars didn't have a ton to show, but they didn't need a ton because that black was amazing. I mean that w- that was a shock. I was really surprised to see that stuff. Uh As far as GI Joe goes, really. All they had was the same stuff they showed last year uh, when Retaliation was supposed to be coming out. Uh, they did have the Eagle Hawk, though.
2: That Eagle Hawk looks great.
1: I'm really stoked about it. Uh Tomahawk, which th- th- what, we're, what we're talking about is the old uh, Tomahawk helicopter, the, the two-rotor uh, troop carrier copter. That they had in the original line They've updated it uh, It's got a new sculpt for the cockpit They they redid the seating in the back part And the blades fold up now And it's called the Eagle Hawk Presumably because some other company is using Tomahawk for something uh, But it looks awesome and, it, and it's really the only big new thing that they showed That, that was different from what they showed last year We're, we're getting a couple Ultimate figures Firefly and uh, Storm Shadow are getting Ultimate versions uh, Cobra Commander as well which are kind of supposed to be the be-all, end-all versions of these figures, which, you know, once I see them in the store, I'll decide how I feel about that because I feel like I've got be-all, end-all, Cobra Commander, and Storm Shadow already. Yeah, but yeah. Uh,
2: The Ultimate Storm Shadow, at least, didn't look much different than that Storm Shadow that came out, I guess, two years ago
1: yeah they did uh, I mean it's it's got some more detailing, but I'll have to really take a look at it to decide if it's worth a purchase because I just don't know that it's that much better than the one I've already got sitting on the shelf. Uh, and the same thing goes for the Cobra commander. I, I just don't know that that's another buy, especially for 10 bucks. So GI Joe really just you know there there wasn't a lot to look at there that we hadn't seen before. Uh, Transformers on the other hand, Mr. Josh Wilson, what, what did Transformers have for us this year?
3: Well, that seems to be where Hasbro was focusing all their energy on. They brought a whole lot of new stuff for, for Transformers. And I guess the, the big thing that, uh, they announced would be the uh, big over two foot tall Metroplex that they have announced that is going to run about $125 but be the biggest Transformer that they have ever produced.
1: Which, I mean, that's, you know you initially hear $125 and you're like oh my gosh that's crazy but in this day and age like that's a bargain for a giant transformer
3: that that is true they 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 had always you know they had a huge transformer back in the day fortress maximus that's uh, i think this is supposed to be a little bit taller but they couldn't ever do anything like that because something that big did not ever pass their drop test because uh, they would always right. break and create shards for children to choke on. So I'm <laughs> kind of wondering how they got around it for this one. But, uh, I mean, it looks great. It looks very, very nice. It's not something that I think I'll ever be able to afford or have room for, but I'm glad they're doing it.
1: Because it's, I mean, it's completely insane. Uh, this is, looking at this thing, I mean, it looks like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, and it's got, when it's in that, I guess, the fortress mode, the Voyager-class Transformers can go down the ramps and stuff. That's how big that thing really is, is that it's made for the smaller version of those Transformers to go all around it, drive in it, and all that mess. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the genius of, of what some of the Transformers stuff they've been doing for the last few years is the smaller-scale uh, vehicles and figures have been able to interact with the larger-scale stuff, just never to the degree of this Metroplex
3: yeah he he's all made to to be used. I think they can say something like twenty figures or something could fit on him and stuff like that uh, of, of the little legend size figures so yeah he is, he's very impressive I, I I hope it does well for them i' I'm, I'm, I just kind of question it. you know Hasbro with their transformers lines it, it's it's very odd to see because they have to cater to the adult people and yet they're also trying to cater to all the children. And that it's kind of caused a lot of schisms between, you know, people wanting to collect them, but then also because you get things where like they pack in three bumblebees into a case, and because they think kids are going to buy that, and then they just sit on the shelves, and you never get the new stuff. But um, again, this is something that is squarely for the adult market that I hope does well, so they'll continue to do stuff like this. But but yeah, that's the big news. Hasbro does two different lines of Transformers toys, one which is their Generations line, which is made more for the adult collectors, that's more of what I'm focused on, and uh, what they're doing uh, for 2013 is they're actually going to be tying in a lot with, well last year they tied in a lot with the video game, the Fall of Cybertron video game that came out. Right. And this year, they're looking to tie in with the comics that IDW put out. And um, they are very excellent comics. And so now they're taking a lot of the original designs that they've done in those comics, which is what a lot of older fans have been asking for for years, and are now putting them out. So they've got a new Megatron that's um, based on the design in the comics that's actually a stealth bomber that he transforms into. And um, there's a, they're doing another version of Bumblebee, but at least he's the comic Bumblebee. And then they're also doing, um, what else are they doing in that line as far as, um, uh, oh, they're also doing an Orion Pax figure, which is Optimus Prime before he was chosen by the Matrix and became the leader of the Autobots. It's his original form, supposedly, um, and it ties in with the comics. So those all look nice. Uh, the, The... bigger thing that I'm interested in from that line is they're doing some larger, and they're actually bringing back the triple changers. They haven't done triple changers in years. I saw
1: that. That um, Which one? is Blitzwing, right?
3: They're doing Blitzwing, and they're doing Springer. Oh, okay. And Blitzwing is
1: the Decepticon that's
3: a, a tank and a jet fighter. And then Springer is
1: a helicopter and a car vehicle, features the this- car. These guys are the definition of overcompensating. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not enough that I'm a freaking tank; I have to be a jet fighter also. Like I always dug like the well. An Astrotrain, Astrotrain was the craziest thing ever because he's the one that the Decepticons all rode around inside of.
3: Yeah, and that, they did that in the movie and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, standing there is a. I, I love the uh, the crazy defiance of physics that occur within Transformers.
3: And so, so the, those those coming out. Um, also for adult collectors, um, in Japan they do a line called the Masterpiece line, which are high end very high quality Transformers and they they did one this past year for Optimus Prime and it's like a $100 figure but he stands about a foot tall and came with a big trailer and they announced that they are also going to be bringing over the masterpiece Soundwave that's going to come with all five of his tapes so Soundwave is about a foot tall and the tapes are Um, They all transform into a tape that will fit into his chest. So I guess when they transform into their uh, various little robots and various animals, they're they're probably about uh, four or five inches, three or four inches tall, I would imagine. And that will be a, a big deal for people here in the U.S. because if you were to import it from Japan just for the sound wave itself, he's like over $200 and he'll be coming to Toys R Us probably, I would imagine, between the $100 and $125 range, and also have
5: all five tapes that you have to buy separately in Japan. Yeah. I know. Nice. Somebody, Transformers, but those pictures of that Soundwave, I have to admit, got me a little wet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know somebody that had that Japanese Soundwave imported, and he literally got it last month, and then they announced this,
1: and he is hissed. Oh, my gosh.
3: So so that, that's all the, the big stuff for the adult collector. I mean, they they also have their line that ties in with the cartoon, which is Transformers Prime. And so their big thing for 2013 is Transformers Prime Beast Hunters. So they're actually bringing back some Beast Transformers like they had back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: The, the Predacons, they all turn into, like, dragons and and uh, dinosaurs type things. And then all the Autobots are basically um, Autobots via Mad Max. Right. <laughs> because they all have spikes and more guns than you could possibly imagine uh, all grafted on top of them.
1: Yeah, they've got a new Predaking coming out that actually looks really awesome.
3: Yes, uh, I- the, the Predaking looks great. Um, some of the small ones actually look really, really good as far as um, having some engineering that you know turn it to turn into dragons and stuff. They all look pretty neat. Um, as far mostly Autobots, I can kind of leave because they're, they're making some very interesting coloring changes and then just slapping on spikes and every single spare part of the vehicle, which, you know, I mean, if if you like the, uh, apocalyptic Mad Max type of vehicle line, I mean, they look cool and all, but the color choices kind of ruined those for me.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The, the only one, and, and I really only because his colors define him so much, I, I saw the Wheeljack, uh... And he looks really cool, and I can accept his colors because that's Wheeljack's colors.
3: Yeah, he's the only one I think that came out okay as far as those redecos for the the Beast Hunters line. Everybody else is it's kind of
1: odd looking. Yeah, but again, I guess it's you know it's kid toys, but But the
3: targeted towards the kids. The
1: the first thing I thought though when I saw a lot of these was wow, this is the kind of stuff that you would find on the clearance pegs at KB for like two years after they came out. Like the but uh. Yeah, the man at Metroplex though.
5: Disco uh, Megatron.
1: Uh right, yeah. Yeah, totally disco Megatron. Um awesome. Well that thank you, uh Josh, for the Transformers update. They they did they did definitely focus Hasbro, I think, wanted this to be a big Transformers year. Uh well it's the thirtieth anniversary this year, right? Yeah, I believe it is thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, so they they wanted to make a big impact. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will come back with some talk about Marvel Legends and then pretty much everything else at Toy Fair. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, folks, it's time for a slight change from the original plan. Reverend Dan Wilson was supposed to be joining us for the roundtable discussion but as sometimes happens there were difficulties things happened things didn't happen and uh what we're going to have to do is give the reverend Dan an opportunity to talk to us do a very special report in his own inimitable fashion about marvel action figures so without further ado here he is the man reverend Dan Wilson ghastly
0: greetings needless things listeners it is the devil you know the Reverend Dan Wilson here from the Midnight Black Mass podcast over at com, bringing you the Toy Fair 2013 coverage of the Marvel Universe 3.75 action figure series my opinion one of the most fantastic action figure series out there They've gone to great lengths to create this entire line to scale. Uh, this is, uh, Many, many waves have gone through over the last few years. There's large figures that you can intersplice with these that match in this scale. Figures like a Sentinel Galactus, and they have pretty much every figure you can imagine. I have two bookshelves full of them. I'm looking at some of my prizes up there. I've uh, got a beautiful Doctor Doom, a fantastic Thanos a wonderful Mr. Sinister, an Apocalypse, a Green Goblin, the Red Skull, uh, and many, many, many more grace the office here at the compound. So always very excited to hear what's going to be released in 2013 at the new Toy Fair. And here we go. What do they got on the docket? Rhino, classic Spider-Man villain plowing through walls. The guy we learned in recent years had a, a very tragic backstory with his wife and uh, they really put a whole lot of new heart into this character. Well now Marvel Universe releasing its own version of Rhino. Very souped up from the other version of this that was out with a Spider-Man series. Um, This is really uh, well articulated and a fantastic looking figure. Also got a brand new Captain America figure coming out in this line this year. It's the traditional cap look but it looks like a new sculpt, new paint job. Um, And certainly one of the better-looking versions of the traditional Cap look. So, not a must-have, I'd say, but if you don't have a Captain America in that line, that would be one to pick up. This was my pick of the whole line. Actually, this next one, uh, the legendary Spider-Man villain Mysterio, the Master of Illusion. Uh, Such a unique character that doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, get the love that he really deserves. Very happy to see a figure of the trickster that is Mysterio, the Master of Illusion, a uh, man who has been the thorn in Spider-Man's side for many, many years, and as I say, a very underrated Spider-Man villain. A fantastic-looking Elektra figure. Uh, if you're a, a fan of her, of course, from Daredevil originally, and then spawning off into her own series and movie, uh, certainly this is a well-done figure. The sculpt is fantastic. Um, it, just, it, it definitely looks like Elektra. Uh, and also, probably a runner-up the next two figures, I thought, were just fucking outstanding, and that would be Cloak and Dagger, um, the, the, another troubled history tandem of the, the Marvel Universe, when talking about Cloak and Dagger, of course, both former runaways and drug addicts, who, uh, their powers have been a double-edged sword in their lives, they've been manipulated by people, but, uh, they're the very cool characters that I also think are often underrated and uh, really magnificent jobs with the figures on both of them. Of course, Cloak, much more, uh, requiring much more detail with all of the various shading and the darkness in his cape and, you know, of course, using his teleportation power. Uh, they try to somehow relay the power in the figure and, and I think the, just the shadowing is the way they do that and that it's a fantastic looking figure. You definitely want to check out some images of it. Um, also, very interesting to note that last year released exclusively in a Masters of Evil collector set now going to get his own solo figure a favorite Captain America villain of mine the, the maniacal and nasty Baron Zemo uh, the man who of course takes credit for killing Bucky Barnes originally, now in in the modern continuity. Uh, And also an A-bomb figure. Um, If you're not familiar with A-bomb or you're not followed recent Hulk chronology, uh, he would be Hulk's pal Rick Jones, who also in an effort to help out his good old buddy Bruce Banner, he actually exposed his own self to some gamma radiation and has become a blue version of Abomination, and they're also going to be releasing an alternate paint of that, which is just the classic green Abomination, so that's pretty cool. And then also a black and white Iron Man, and and really the goods, what I'm seeing here, the team packs, you can always get some exclusives in these in the team packs. I've gotten some great figures out of those. I look at that Mister uh, Mr. Sinister figure that's sitting up on my shelf, and that came out of a duo pack, and I look at the Enchantress, And, you know, a lot of those figures are figures that weren't offered individually. So, and this is the case with some of these. One of the team packs will be the Asgardian team pack. It'll be the Executioner, a great-looking new Thor figure, and they just look kind of like the Cap. If you don't have one, it's a good one to pick up. And then Valkyrie, who is her first figure in the 3.75 universe line. Very exciting stuff there. But really, the creme de la creme of this, I thought, was the Uncanny X-Men team pack. Uh, with the Juggernaut Colossus in action figure form. If you followed recently, of course, Pyotr Rasputin, our, our dear Russian hero Colossus, a guy who was one of my favorite X-Men growing up and, and remains so to this day, uh, sold his soul to a demon and obtained the power of the Sidorak and became the Juggernaut. And they have masterfully displayed it in this action figure collection here. And then also a a modern Cyclops will be thrown in there, as well as an Emma Frost. And correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but I do believe that is the first Emma Frost in the Marvel Universe series, and I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on that. Also has been announced that there will be a West Coast Avengers pack, but no lineup on that as of yet or no photos were available. So I'm interested to see who's going to be in that. Probably a classic Hawkeye. I can imagine being that he was the leader, often, of the West Coast Avengers, swapping duties with Iron Man, Uh, maybe a Wonder Man, Uh, there was a great Wonder Man figure they did in a team pack with someone else um, recently, that, oh, Quicksilver, and uh, there's another reason to get team packs, they did a duo pack with Wonder Man and Quicksilver, neither guy has gotten their own individual figure, so... Uh, Very cool offerings there. I thought I know the the show had already touched on them, but I did think that there were some great releases with the the Marvel Legends, the Wolverine line in particular, um, the Phoenix Force Cyclops. I was a big fan of, as well as the Rogue and the Emma Frost figure, Um, and the just because they made a figure of Puck, uh, I'm always I'm always a fan when you get these these rare but cult following characters that do get the action figures made and and it really pops you as a, as a comic fan. Uh, they did announce some 3.75s on the Wolverine line as well. Wolverine All-Stars. Uh, what looks to be maybe a sneak peek at the movie costume for the Silver Samurai in those. Um, less articulation than the Marvel Universe figures, but they certainly would fit right alongside them on your display shelf if you wanted them. Uh, and then also, a lot of Variants of Iron Man and Thor figures from the movie sets there also 3.75 scale Uh, But of note in the Iron Man set there was an Ultron figure that's really fantastic looking as well in the Thor set There was a dark elf uh, That I don't I know the Ultron was released in a two-pack But I'm not certain it's gotten its own individual figure Uh, I take that back It may have gotten one last year Uh, and then a dark elf from the upcoming Thor movie So, uh, and then, of course, a million variants of Loki and Thor figures and and Iron Man figures and War Machine. I believe they have more Iron Patriot figures, um, which they've already released one in the Marvel Universe set, but looks like there'll be more coming with this Iron Man flick. But in any event, that's the coverage of the Toy Fair 2013 Marvel Universe Corner with a little extra pepper flavored in there for you. I would like to greatly thank the Phantom Troublemaker, and all of the crew here at the Needless Things Podcast for having us. You can check out us over at pottyhumor.com, where we host both my show, the Reverend's Midnight Black Mass Radio Show, as well as the weekly comic podcast, Get Your Pulls. So thank you for having me, and you guys keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold, and if you can find a three-hand somewhere, you gotta have them on your action figures as well. Good night, and hail Satan.
1: Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about something that each and every one of us here uh, has kind of a vested interest in, and that's Marvel Legends, which has been kind of a difficult thing to love for years now, uh, because after having tons of product coming from Toy Biz for several years, and then Hasbro kind of relaunched, and then faltered, and then just stopped, and then relaunched again, only they were really hard to find. It's been a long, kind of dramatic road following Marvel Legends, but it seems like with what they had to show this year at Toy Fair, they might be kind of recommitted to the line. Uh, But let's kind of go over what we saw, which I think the first odd thing that happened was the Wolverine Legends line. Uh, One of you guys want to talk about that a little bit?
2: I would say with the Wolverine Legends, I think it's odd that they made a sub line, but... When I was at Target tonight, I was looking at the Mattel section and I think it makes sense because when you mess, when you separate your lines like they did with DC Unlimited and Batman Unlimited, you get two skews. And so that way if you've got one wave that's sitting on the shelves and the other isn't, it lets them restock and it gets you more shelf space. I think that's why we're seeing the separation of all the DC Universe and the Marvel Legends into they've these already done it stuff this
4: year with the Iron Man because they've got the Iron Man Legends that yep. are on the shelves right now. Exactly.
1: Well, and that's what it is. Is Wolverine I think is supposed to tie into the movie, even though it has the the line itself has nothing to do with the movie. It's kind of similar to how they did the uh, the Batman uh, legend, Batman Legend, Batman Legacy right. uh, figures that that came out. Well, in the Green Lantern uh, lines that they did when the Green Lantern movie came out. I think Hasbro is is very smartly. Taking a page out of Mattel's book. Yep. One of the good, one of the good pages, fortunately. Because <laughs> there are a lot of bad ones they could have chosen. Yeah,
2: so the Wolverine Legends, who did we have? You have Astonishing Wolverine, Cyclops, Phoenix 5 Cyclops, which blows my mind that they have decided that that's a good idea. <laughs> right. A modern Sabretooth, and then, which is their new big thing, I guess, there. Marvel Legends have decided that making running changes, it seems particularly with females, to kinda, I guess females traditionally don't sell more, so you have right. Emma Frost and Rogue running change, which, it looks like the cases are split 50-50 on those, it hasn't yeah, that's, been harder.
4: That's something I hate, because you're getting a brand new figure as a variant, so it makes it very, you know, difficult, um, to find, you know, if it's something you want, it's, it, it makes it that much harder to find on the shelf. I know with the previous, um, uh, waves, I've had to rely on you guys to, uh, find them for me, cause I, have never seen, seen them, uh, in retail yeah
3: don't even get me started because I, as excited as i am to see an x-force wolverine costume and then uh, an angel uh, being released i have still never seen that deadpool and his x-force costume on any shelf anywhere and it makes me cry to think that I, i'm going to miss I, out on that and then
1: i've got one on my shelf i
3: mean, should <laughs> buy, buy
1: electronics of all places Right, yeah. Let me give you. Let me give our listeners a tip: go to Fry's Electronics to look for toys, because that's where I found the whole line uh that came with the X Force, Deadpool, and Punisher. Now, granted, I still haven't found Blade or Moonstar, which I want very badly. Yeah, I haven't seen either but, uh, one of those either. I- I've not seen any of that wave on any shelf anywhere. I think, in theory the running change is a good idea. What they're not taking into consideration is the regional distribution because just just because, say, Atlanta, Georgia gets a certain allotment of cases of, you know, Rogue, well, they may not sell through to the point where we ever get the Emma Frosts, whereas, you know, another another place may get just an initial little bit of Rogue and then tons of Emma Frosts. Like, it, it doesn't... I think it doesn't work for the way that distribution works in this country.
2: Well, and what's unfortunate is it appears they're not marking cases because if you buy online from Big Bad or Amazon or anything like that, you can purchase the running chain. You can't purchase, like, Mystique.
1: Right. You pay $14, right.
2: and you're either getting Mystique or you're getting Danny, but they can't guarantee which one you're going to get.
1: Right, and that's that's a that's a problem. I don't like that at all. <laughs>
2: But what I do like that they've decided to do is they've costed out the larger, you know, giant Sentinels we used to see as the build a figures aren't cost effective anymore. So they've gone with the mini figures. So we're getting Puck, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon, Hit Monkey. I think that's a great idea.
4: See, I hate that. I guess uh, um, I hate the fact that you have to collect the entire line. Sometimes the figures that you, you don't want to get a mini figure. Basically, you know, a figure that's smaller than the regular figure. I think
1: that, uh, I, I, don't, I don't care for that at all. I think the only other option though was to stop doing the build of figures right. yeah, I guess, I it, guess between
4: it was... Duffing, I guess it's something. But, right. I mean, as recently as this past year, you know, they had some normal size build of figures with, um, you know, that you, uh, Carex, and I think, um,
1: was it Professor... Well, as, Zola, as recently, like yeah, as recently as... As now, because they're doing the Ironmonger in the Iron Man Legends line. And
2: that's a big figure. I mean, it's... Yeah, not that's not a, a very large figure. Together.
1: But, all of those Iron Man figures are repaints. There's not a, there's not a new tooled piece among them. Right. So that, I guess that is the difference there. I don't know, it's, it, that's the thing is, you know, as people who spend a lot of money on toys, we feel that things should be a certain way but we just don't have all the information and we never will you know we don't know every little thing that goes in and as much shit as we like to give uh, Scott Knightlick uh, Toy Guru the brand manager for for Masters of the Universe and and kind of the head honcho at Mattel uh, you know he gives us more information than we've ever had before half of it is kind of slanted and suspect but most of what your modern toy customer knows about toys probably came from that guy. I mean he's really opened the door on how these things work more than anybody else ever has.
4: Yeah I agree you get a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that, you know, it would have been speculation before, but at least you're hearing it directly
1: from him. So we've uh so we've got Wolverine Legends coming to tie into the movie. I think that's supposed to come out sometime this summer. Uh and then we've also got our standard Marvel Legends, which we're finally getting wrecker. How weird that we've gotten pretty much the rest of his crew and are only now uh gonna be getting the leader. Right. And he's he's coming along with uh modern hawkeye and a classic hawkeye. Some kind of weird red and black Spider-Man that I've never seen before. What's the deal with that?
2: That is uh, Scarlet Spider, which is, I believe the current, that's uh, Clone Wars, goes way back. What's his name? Uh, J.D., do you know his name?
1: Um, ben Riley. Ben Riley. yeah.
2: That's Kane.
1: Oh, Kane. What? Like, from WWE Kane? Is that why he's red and black?
3: Well, back in the Clones saga, <laughs> there were multiple uh, clones of Peter Parker, and there was the Ben Riley one, which is his, was his replacement. He was the original Scarlet Spider, but he's dead now, and Kane was like the evil, disfigured Peter Parker clone. But back when they did the whole storyline uh, a year or so ago, he redeemed himself and became good, and now he's the Scarlet Spider, so.
1: Oh, okay,
2: alright. He's got a current series. At yeah.
1: All- Oh, well, that's good. At least they're not making a guy who's already dead. Yeah. Uh, what, speaking what of I dead...
3: What I do like about these assortments is they actually are kind of tying into more recent stuff that Marvel is doing, which I think is a good idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah, But yeah. The, the problem is they're running into it. They're always like, and that's just the nature of making toys, is they're just a little bit behind. Like in Wave 1 of Legends, you've got Protector, uh, which is Marvel Boy, but he's already... Stopped being protector And he's back to Marvel boy now.
3: But conversely They also have Hyperion In the wave Who is now Just now being a big release In the Avengers Which I really like
2: I think he's going to be The hard one to find
4: Uh, Yeah that's That's one of the ones I definitely want to get I I know in the past That was the completest with Marvel Legends Um, But with the The newer ones With them remaking A lot of the the, the ones They've done before I'm more of a You know uh, Pick and uh, Pick as I go Kind of thing
1: well, like this completely superfluous Black Panther, like that doesn't even look as good as as the one I've already got.
4: And what I don't
3: understand is why is there another freaking Sentry uh, figure in this line?
4: <laughs> yeah, Sentry just came out a few years ago.
3: And he's dead now, and nobody liked him, so why would we have another figure for him?
1: Speaking of things that people don't like... Uh, the Jim Lee Jean Grey. Oh, are you is some, that, that, is, is that anything?
4: Wanted yeah, that's what I actually want to get.
1: No, come on, really?
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. The cartoon show. Yeah, that's, I mean, people saying, love it.
4: Exactly. It, it speaks to my 15
1: year old. Ah, uh, Even, even when I was younger, I hated that her and Gambit and Havoc, that, that weird head, open toed head sock <laughs> thing. I never liked yeah, that.
4: As much as I hate the Jim Lee redesigned DC stuff, uh, and I won't buy them for the DC stuff, uh, the 90s stuff I will get because uh, you know, that's not the nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Sure, sure. I'd yeah, that to, makes sense. I'd love to make a whole yellow gold X-Men era. Okay, now I'll give you that. If they did a box set of the blue and gold uniforms then that, I would probably be down with, but I don't want to have to try and track them down. Like, I'm happy enough because I bought the uh, the Wolverine and Forge two pack because I had to have Forge. Forge is one of my favorite characters ever, so I bought that. And I was like, you know, it's kind of cool to have the blue and gold costume. But the thing that stinks is if you look at her, Jean Grey's blue and gold does not match the Wolverine and Forge blue and gold that they've already done. No, it does not. Which is a Mattel thing yeah, to why have done. It's Mattel. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, I think it's Same.
2: Three variants of her in one wave.
1: What are the What are they doing? They're doing White Phoenix, Jean Grey, and then what's the other one?
2: Age of Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, really? The, oh, really? Oh, yeah. But that, again, that's going on in the comics right now.
2: Yeah, and that Age of Apocalypse has a strange burlap sack shirt over her.
1: Oh, really? I see. I haven't even seen that one.
2: Yeah, she's got a cloth shirt. Which is That's
1: really weird. Out
2: of line for Marvel Legends, but. Maybe
1: they just have to cover up some weird kind of like boob exposing thing that they did to the figure. Like the, uh, like the old, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz, the Dorothy figure that McFarlane did, where they had to oh, right. put the scrap of black fabric over her breasts because they were so enticing. Can't let the children see the action figure boobies.
4: Toys for the kids. Sure, sure. <laughs> Well, I'm
3: just happy I'm getting a modern-day Hawkeye I figure that doesn't look like uh, Jeremy Renner. So.
4: <laughs> yeah, he he looks good. I think I I think that's one of the ones
2: I'll uh, cherry pick and get.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is a nice looking figure. Yeah, so- well, him and the classic one both I think look really nice. Yeah,
2: and the build a figure for that wave is Rocket Raccoon, which yeah. I'll definitely take.
1: I can't imagine why they would think that would be a draw. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Marvel's got some some pretty decent stuff coming. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of seeing the exact same male and female body over and over and over again, but I think that's just where we're at. If you're going to collect six-inch toys, you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but at least they've got a good selection of characters, and it remains to be seen just how frustrating it's going to be to find the variants of uh, of each of these guys. Uh, so with that being covered, that pretty much takes care of the Hasbro that we wanted to talk about to get today. Obviously, Iron Man 3 stuff is already hitting the shelves and, and, uh, you know, they had a ton of it at Toy Fair, but since it's already out there, I don't think we need to really discuss that a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I'd like to instead move on to the toy company that nobody seems to be able to agree exactly how we pronounce it. Uh, it's N-E-C-A or NECA or NECA or NECO, like the wafers maybe. I don't know, but, all that really matters is they make awesome fucking toys of the best properties out there yeah. uh, as far as science fiction. And, uh, I mean, they really, those guys go after a license, they get it for a couple of years, and they just make the coolest fucking things you've ever seen in your life, and then they drop it for, you know, and, and they, make, they make it so nobody else is going to want that license because they'd have to live up to what Nika did. Yeah, for
4: me, I thought they did had, had one of the best presentations of all the companies just because of the, uh, wide, uh, array of stuff that they had, you know, with the Predator, the right, Alien, right. the Portal, the Robocop. I mean, they, they had so many different, uh, even they had DC Avengers. I mean, they had a little bit of everything. Yeah.
1: So that Ed 209, holy shit.
4: Yes,
3: definitely.
1: Oh my gosh. If you look at it, it's standing next to, it's either a 1-Up or a 12-inch... Yeah, it's either a 1-Up or a 12-inch version of Rambo. Yeah, that's And, yeah, it is huge. It's at least 9 inches tall, if not more than that. I mean, it is it is a big chunk of toy, and it looks exactly right.
4: Yeah, it, it, it looks great. Uh, the Portal stuff, I thought, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, the Aliens, you get the Marines, finally. You get uh, Dutch with uh, Predator, finally.
1: Um uh, well, in the aliens, uh, you get—they had those two aliens in the display that had—they were being blown apart, right? And I wonder if those are going to just come like that, or if those are, you know, add-on accessories. No, I think,
4: I think that, that's what they come like.
1: Either way, I'm fine no, with they're, it.
4: They're, they're battle damaged.
1: Uh, okay, okay. Either way, I'm good with it because they look fantastic. And you've got Hicks and, uh, oh shoot, Michael Bean. And, uh, Bill, Bill Paxton coming out and they both look awesome. And Bill Paxton's face is his whiny bitch game over man face, oh, man. which, which they approved with Bill Paxton and he said, that yes that you have to use that face like it wasn't even a matter of hey is it okay if we use your bitch face he was like no you yeah, yes that's the only face i want you you're to doing use, use my bitch face, Right right <laughs> exactly
2: I'm sure I saw the package name of that figure is Game Over Man
1: Oh that's <laughs> they awesome
2: said that, that is what it is it's
1: Game Over That's awesome uh, yeah they're i mean they these aliens and predators like all of these figures that they're doing just look absolutely fantastic and The way that Nika has improved the way that they make figures over the past few years, because just four or five years ago, one of their figures had minimal articulation. The feet were made of rubber. I have an Angus Scrim figure that they made that I have to prop up because he just leans And he has no points of articulation, so you can't really adjust the way he stands or anything. He looks fantastic, but he's not made all that well. Now, when you buy a figure from these guys, this thing is loaded with articulation. It's sturdy. It can be posed in lots of ways. And the detail on it, they're doing the best sculpting of any company working right now.
2: Well, I think the most amazing thing they showed was that Predator trophy room. Yeah. I don't know if that's a two-pack and that comes with it or what that thing is.
1: It's probably just a diorama because they just recently released Freddy's Boiler Room, which is what that is. It's the big boiler from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and it lights up. And all it is is the diorama. It doesn't come with a Freddy figure. It's just the, the boiler. And I think this is going to be the same thing where it's just that wall.
4: Well, a lot of the predators have been coming with skulls. Right. So I think that's all the skulls,
1: or at least some of them may be coming from the other figures.
4: And so, you know, if you collect everything, then you can fill it up.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I think it might come with one or two and then you, you use the ones that have come with the other two packs and everything. Cause the one two pack that I'm looking for, I think it comes with two skulls.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but I've got that one and it Yeah, comes with like one alien and then one predator skull. And I, right, and I
1: think they're meant to fit in that that diorama.
4: Yeah, and I got it uh it was an alien and predator two pack uh from a year or two ago and that also came with the skull or two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh it's not only, you know, the licenses that are specific to NECA, but also you've got the uh the comic book stuff that they're picking up and making these huge 24 inch, uh, figures of Batman and the Avengers. Like that's, that's pretty crazy. It's weird to see the multiple licenses, you know, and that seems to be happening a lot more lately, but, uh, Nika has two Batman figures coming out. This one, uh, one, one quarter scale figures, and they're doing Michael Keaton as Batman, and Adam West as Batman. And the faces on both those look great. Oh my and gosh, the they're mind blowing. Uh, they nailed it. They're, I mean, they're, they're, the, the sculpt on the faces are Hot Toys quality. Easily. Uh, the, the only real question about these figures is what is the articulation gonna be like, and what, ex- how exactly are they made? I'm not sure. We were talking about this before we started recording. I don't know if they're hollow or solid or what the deal is, but they look fantastic, yeah. and they are much much cheaper than hot toys.
2: Well, I'd be curious to see what the accessories are on those too, because when you get the hot toys, you get you know eight thousand hands. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty hands, and three that.
1: heads, and everything else. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's they're eighty five bucks a piece, but for a quarter scale figure. That's not, that doesn't really suggest anything. It's not like you can look at that price point and say, oh, well, they have to come with, you know, whatever. Uh, if, with that, just looking at the figures, you could think, well, they could just be 85 just for what you're looking at. Because they've got fabric, uh, yeah. fabric capes. I and, mean, and,
3: and that wouldn't be unusual. I mean, anything that's quarter scale, I mean, you're running at least in the $100 range.
1: Sure, sure. if
3: you're going into the hot toys territory.
1: Right, definitely. And these aren't, you know, they're not clothed or anything. They're sculpted, but I mean, they really do look fantastic. They've, it, it's, it's, it's a thing that NECA has kind of developed on their own. And I guess it's appealed enough to, for people to cross license with them. Cause they're also doing, uh, Captain America from the movie and Iron Man and the Iron Man. Have you guys seen that thing? Yeah, he looks good. Oh my gosh. And the pose that they've got him in suggests just a shit ton of articulation. I mean, this isn't, you know, we're not talking about seven points of articulation on a large scale figure. We're talking about 30 plus points, it looks like. I mean,
3: he, yeah, I mean you can definitely tell he's got ankle, knee, he's got a thigh swivel, and I mean, it looks like he's got waist and chest. I mean, high points of articulation there. Yeah. Shoulder,
1: uh, wrist and elbow. I mean, he's pointing out. Yeah. Well, and plus it looks like the, uh, thruster panels on his back are up as well. So, I mean, even, even beyond just the bodily movement articulation, it looks like portions of his armor are going to function. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Out of any of them, I would say maybe that's the one you could really look at. You know, if you're just going to get one of them, yeah. Iron Man kind of lends the, just the design lends itself. To being a toy, that's okay. the one that you could have on the sh- on the shelf alone and be like, okay, well, that's just totally that's agree. just and awesome.
3: With it being armor, you don't because you know these are all movie representations. You don't get the same like like I'm sorry, but I hate that Captain America movie costume. <laughs> <And> <laughs> as great as the figure looks, I just I not something I ever buy because I'm not a fan of the costume.
1: I, and I, I can understand that I, because I was back and forth when when Walmart did their exclusive Avengers, the six inch ones. I was back and forth on whether or not I wanted to buy that Captain America because I just, I still don't know how I feel about the costume. I can't say I I, I definitely can't say that I like it, but I don't know that I I hate it. I don't hate it. It's just weird.
4: Yeah, I think I feel the same way.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, just a I, I weird. Got
4: I got that wave, the Walmart exclusive wave, um, just to fit with the rest of the figures. But just looking at it, I, I'm okay with the design, but not, you know, ecstatic with it.
1: Right. Well, it's one of those things where the rest of them all looked fantastic, especially that Hulk. That
4: Hulk, that was definitely the best one of them all. Yeah, Yeah. and the the thing is, really good too.
1: Yeah, the Hawkeye looked good, and that's the thing is, like they all looked really good, and you couldn't not buy the Captain America. You know, if you're gonna get the rest of them, well,
4: right, shit. Yeah, if you're getting five out of the six,
1: Uh, right, right, you might as well go ahead and get them. Um, Well, cool. My
3: favorite bit that NECA did this year is the Pacific Rim toys. I cannot wait to get my hands on those.
1: Oh, now that's interesting. Okay go do go ahead and tell us how awesome they are and then i convince me
3: and convince you well i, I mean number 1 i guess it, the it's hard to tell just from the couple of pictures but i really like the aesthetics from the movie and it, I, I, the detailing looks good to me and i mean they looked fairly articulated i mean it, it's hard to tell but i i just like the way that they look
1: here's my thing with them because i am so incredibly stoked about Pacific Rim. I, I am an unabashed fan of of Guillermo del Toro and pretty much everything he's ever done. Uh, I'm so stoked about seeing the movie. I think it looks amazing. But I see those robots, and if it didn't have the little thing in front of them that said Pacific Rim... I, and you're a robot guy, so you're already kind of like predisposed to be like, oh, look at those. But to me... If they didn't have that Pacific Rim name tag in front of them, I would have been like, oh, look, it's some generic Japanese robots. I really don't give a shit.
4: Like am <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Like, uh, it's one of those, I, I want to see the movie first before I uh, buy anything.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, and uh, they just didn't excite me. And I'm not saying, in no way am I saying they're bad designs. They're cool designs, but they look like every other fucking anime robot I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just like, meh.
3: <laughs> well, I, I kind of disagree. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm more into the whole giant robot genre, I, I, I think they are much more. I don't know if a realistic is the right word to use when you're talking about giant fucking robots. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they look like they because it's obviously something they've had to translate to to film in a high, you know, uh, budget type of, of movie. That um, I mean, they actually look like something that possibly could be constructed in real life. They, I mean, because they, they all are proportioned correctly, and but then they each have... I just like the way that they that have different looks depending on where they are made. Like, the Russian one looks very different from the American one.
1: Well, and what I will give them a lot of credit for is the decos. Um, they are very well painted. They've got what I like to refer to as Star Wars wear. They they've got smudges and they're dirty and they've got oil spots yeah, really and they like look that. I know, I guess yeah it's just me. they they they, that they, they well they they look like they've been through some shit and that yeah. makes them stand they out a little bit used actually, right
4: in you know quote unquote real life actually done something real
1: right and that that does stand out to me but. But like I said, I'm stoked about the movie, and once I see the movie, I know I'm gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I have to have all of those robots." But just on their own on the shelf there, I was kind of like, "Eh, they're not doing it for me," as opposed to the Prometheus figures, which I was very excited about.
4: Yeah, I I, I, I like those a lot too. With the David, I think uh, I'm definitely gonna pick up a few of those.
1: Yeah, just well, and then they've they had the new ones of uh, I can't remember his name, but the geologist after he's been infected, he's all gnarly looking and
2: uh um Naomi Reeprice or whatever her name Yeah, is. yeah,
1: well El- Elizabeth Shaw, Shaw, which Liz I only Shaw. remember because go. Doctor Who had a companion named Liz Shaw. Yeah. Um but yeah, they look fantastic. And and again, like everything with Neca, the uh the likeness on that figure is outstanding, absolutely amazing. But uh yeah, they they had a powerful like it's going to be hard for me to pick between them and Mattel for best in show. Because Mattel really had some stuff that was pretty mind blowing and surprising, but Neca just had quality.
2: Well, just and, uh, man, just diversity of what they had. Something they kind of put out that didn't get hit on that, that I'm super excited about. Is they're making Christmas story figures, and they showed Ralphie and the old man. And nice. I'm really excited about those. And oh, I didn't even
1: see those. He
2: looks great. He comes with a in scale to the figure leg lamp. I will absolutely be picking those up.
1: Yeah, I think
4: for me, uh, NECA uh, had so many different things that it was just any one line would be uh, great. But the fact that they've got like 10 of them, 10 of them is insane.
2: And they well, made a drunk ET figure. That's the best thing ever.
1: No, it's I mean, not. it's the worst it. fucking thing ever. <laughs> Fuck he ET a small a- in his a horrible brown. with
2: a ten-year-old boy who's drunk <laughs> on banquet beer.
1: Duh. That, that had,
2: is the best thing ever. They, they had the uh,
4: gremlins. They had the uh, the,
1: the girl gremlin. Uh, oh yeah, the the life-size uh maquette. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That thing is fucking the kick-ass. Crazy. Two stuff.
1: And you know, what? I haven't I haven't said this. I'm gonna say it now because this is my podcast and and this is a forum for this sort of thing. Uh, somebody out there, somebody in this crazy world that we live in, is going to buy that female gremlin maquette and they're going to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen, and and you heard it right here on the Needless Things podcast.
4: Sadly, uh, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> so someone out there cannot wait uh, for that figure to come out.
1: That was highlight. <laughs> <laughs> and what's sad is uh the same thing can probably be said about the giant adat that came out a couple years ago. Anyway, let's move that on now. Was damn nice. It is a very sexy adat. Uh it's got quite an exhaust port on it. Um anyway, uh so Nika had a great presentation. they they really did a good job. Uh we've also got a couple other companies to talk about playmates uh had some new ninja turtles stuff to show which which I my plan has worked at the beginning of the year uh I set in motion a scheme to get my son into ninja turtles so I would have an excuse to buy all of the new ninja turtles toys and uh it's worked he's totally into ninja turtles now so I have an excuse to buy all these new ninja turtle toys uh we got the sewer play set which is crazy. Oh, this is the point I was going to make uh uh Josh, I think there's a good chance that Metroplex is going to do very well not just with adult collectors but with kids too because that Ninja Turtles sewer play set uh the last retail price at Toys R Us was 150 bucks and they cannot keep it in stock. Really? So
2: I, yeah, I've looked for-
1: it is tough to find now. Uh, you can re- you can get it online right now from Amazon and from Big Bad Toy Store, and that's about it. I don't even know that Toys R Us is restocking it because they've done their reset, and their shelf space no longer allows for that sewer playset. So, I I don't know what's going on with it, but it's. It's worth every penny, but it's a high-dollar item, and it, it did incredibly well. Playmates took a big risk in producing it and taking up that much shelf space, but it, it paid off for them. So I think Metroplex has a chance. If If enough kids, I guess, care about Metroplex, which is really where it comes in. Well, I mean, it's just a big,
3: giant robot. I mean,
1: <laughs> who wouldn't want that? And that, Well, and that's really, that's a selling point. I mean, that's the thing, is it's really all it's going to be is if kids collect Transformers or not. And obviously kids collect Transformers. But uh, back to Ninja Turtles. They had uh, lots of new characters from the show. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have watched the new cartoon at all, but we've been watching it pretty regularly. It's really good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a nice mixture of the fun of the 80s cartoon with the seriousness of the 2000, what was it, seven? 2006, 2007, when the last cartoon was. Uh, I don't even know if it was that recent. But uh, but anyway, that one was much more serious. This is a nice mix. It's really hilarious. There's stuff that I laugh out loud at, uh, like Michelangelo mostly, because he's basically a fucking moron. But uh, it's just a good show, and they've got a lot of new characters uh, from the show. They've got a new interpretation of Rat King. Uh, They have Snakeweed. They have Leatherhead. Just lots of really, they're fun toys. They're not, you know, obviously not the best sculpts, not the best decos ever. But for the price point, they just have a lot of variety and just fun toys.
2: Well, what amazes me about the Ninja Turtles, too, I work in a lot of people's houses, so I get to see kids' toys all day long. The reuse on those turtle toys is almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Ninja Turtles themselves, which in the past were just, you know... Paint one orange, paint one purple, paint one blue. Right, they're all significantly different. Yes, the sizes are different, the shells are different, the whatever is different. I've been real impressed with those.
1: Yeah, they've all got wrappings on their feet and on their hands, and uh, they they there's minimal reusage of that. Um, they they are. You're correct. This is the first time that they've gone out of their way to make the turtles uh, different sizes and have different physiques. They they're in across this entire line. There is almost no reusage of, of parts. And that's really impressive. Especially when you're talking about a 5 inch scale line at a, about a $9 price point that, that come with a good number of accessories. Like Playmates has really, they took it back. After blowing it with the Terminator line and with the Star Trek line, they came back with this Ninja Turtles line and just owned it last year. And, uh, they've got a lot of cool new stuff coming out, uh, this year. It's, it's all, you know, it's Ninja Turtles, And They know what they're doing. They, they've gotten kind of back to the basics of making variations of each turtle and then weird mutants for them to fight. They, they've kind of found their, their groove again. Playmates got their groove back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, another line they did too that I initially didn't collect, but I'm kind of starting to think about doing it because they're still available is the classics line that they've put out. Yeah, those.
1: Yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady look really good. They showed them for the first time at Toy Fair. Um, and they're, they're part of the larger, which I always have a problem with, and Doctor Who do, is, is doing this now as well. I, I have a problem with different scales within the same, uh, franchise, I guess you'd say. And those classic Ninja Turtles are a larger scale than the current Ninja Turtle toy line, but it's, it's too, Uh, account for all the articulation i guess and that's somewhere where you do have a lot of farmed parts because aside from the heads those turtles are identical
2: but i would say with those the farm parts make sense because they're trying to just update the classic 80s toys which were just farm parts to begin with
1: well those those were actually they had the same torsos but the arms and legs were all different on them but if you're making super articulate because they were posed differently But when you're making a super articulated figure, then you pose them however you want. So go ahead and farm the parts as as much as you need to. And those are fantastic figures. They're a little pricey, but they look just amazing and they've got the best Ninja Turtle weapons that have ever been made. But yeah, Bebop and Rock City both look really good. They're articulated just as well as the four turtles were that came out this uh came out last year. And that that's a solid line and it's neat that they're even doing it, you know? Yeah. Uh let's see here. We have I guess DC Collectibles is is the next one we want to go ahead and and get covered because they had also surprisingly because I don't much care about DC. Well, DC it's it's hard to get used to calling them DC Collectibles because they were DC Direct for so long. Uh, but they had some really cool stuff on display, and as much as I'm not interested in their three and three quarter inch line, uh, they're doing some neat stuff. What, what do you guys think about that? On um, the three and three quarter inch? Yeah, yeah. Well, the three and three quarter inch. Let's let's kind of lead off with that because I'm I'm interested to see what y'all think.
3: Well, those are the ones that are based on the new video game. They're
1: well, some of them are. Right. Some of them are, yeah, but they they're also
4: two packs and some of the other ones.
1: Right. Um, I think some of the
4: designs are pretty poor, uh, for the
1: game. And
4: with it being the the smaller line, I, I, they're not even on my radar. I guess some of the uh, bigger ones are maybes for me.
1: I think the three and three quarter inch is such a weird thing for them to be getting into. I I can only assume it's a cost type thing. But, uh, you know, they've got the, that's
4: why uh, Marvel Legends, when that, when that stops, uh, Marvel, uh, relaunched with the smaller scale.
1: Right, the Marvel Universe stuff.
4: Yeah, and so I, most of the figures, they look great, but I'd already had them as, as the six inch scale, so there was no reason for me to pick them up a second time.
2: Right.
1: Well, and, and, a, and the first,
2: when DC, I guess it was Mattel, tried those three and three quarter inch DC toys that first time. They oh were gosh. So awful. Oh,
1: yeah.
4: Well, you I, tried th- the really simple ones, the really simple designs.
2: Yeah, they were terrible. And then they did the, Young Justice ones that were crazy expensive that came with that Hall of
1: Justice. $10 a piece for, for a minimally articulated figure, uh, is, was crazy. I mean, that's part of what killed that line. I think what DC Collectibles is attempting to do with these three and three quarter inch figures is their own version of DC Universe classics because these are not any particular art, cause kind of the trademark of DC Collectibles has always been an interpretation of a specific artist's style. Every wave that they've done has been Jim Lee's Hush, or Alex Ross's Justice, or, uh, Kelly Jones, or, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're all very artist-oriented. And I think this three and three-quarter-inch line is their attempt to make kind of a universal way to represent their characters. And yeah, they've got the Injustice, which I think we all agree that all of the designs for Injustice are fucking awful. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's eyeballs want to bleed when you look at the game designs. Yeah, they're they're rough. Yeah, I mean, they're just absurd. They're absurd. Uh
2: They must think it's going to do great, though, because they're oh, pushing yeah. it out in three, three quarters. They're pushing it into DC Universe from Mattel. Right, right. And, yeah. and you know what? It they may be they've got a hit on their
4: hands, and this is the next big thing because.
1: Yeah, they're well. They're clearly convinced of that, and they may be right. I don't really care about fighting games myself, so it's not, uh, not on my radar. The game isn't. I, I don't really care, but they clearly think this is going to be like the next Arkham City. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't think Mortal
2: they're. Mortal Kombat DC game was fun.
1: It was fun, but it didn't. It didn't uh, set any records. I mean, it yeah. didn't knock anybody's socks off. It was just like, well, that's a fun game. Uh, but this, anyway, the three and three quarter inch, I mean, none of us really care about it, but it is interesting that they're doing it. And it's interesting that it's 30 bucks for two figures. That's insane. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to the six inch stuff because I'm really excited about a couple of the things they've got there. Uh, first and foremost would be the new 52 Joker.
4: Yeah, he looks good. Um, I like the sculpt of the face. Um, you know, if you like the design of the new 52 Joker, definitely something you want to pick up. I thought the Black Adam looked nice with the uh, yeah. lightning bolt. And then the uh, Swamp Thing, obviously, was uh, another big one. Swamp
1: Thing's a must-buy for me. The first time I saw him look like that in the comic, I was like, wow, Swamp Thing is a heavy metal album cover, and I want a toy of that right now. And I never imagined they would actually make a toy of that. And, and there it is. They're doing it with the wings and the freaking antlers and everything. The
4: wings and the antlers sell it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That... I, especially de- depending on how big it actually is compared to everything else, I think that's gonna be that could be a very impressive toy.
1: as long as it's not freaking 10 inches tall like the Mattel swamp thing I'll I'll be happy you know make it make it you know a little bit bigger than the other figures but not you know absurdly so but that Joker I, I, I didn't notice this until recently has a shit ton of accessories. all of the things in his tool belt are removable. The, oh, wow. the wrench, the screwdriver, the hammer, the pliers—all of those are little separate pieces, and the tool belt itself is a, a separately sculpted piece. It looks like, but they all fit into the tool belt. Like, there's there's a lot going on with that figure. And since I'm still collecting a certain amount of Batman uh, DC or DC collectible stuff, I mean, I'll I'll definitely get him because I, I enjoyed the Death of the Family storyline.
2: Well, and Mattel is not going to make.
1: No, they're not going to make a leather face Joker. Yeah,
2: that's
4: not going to go to retail. No,
1: definitely not. So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be getting him. I'll definitely be getting Swamp Thing. Uh, and then also they showed uh, the, I guess their big deal for this year, that Solomon Grundy from Arkham City.
4: Yeah, that looked nice. Uh, If I, if I hadn't picked it up Arkham City stuff, uh, up until now,
1: that's a must buy. Yeah, he's. I can't wait to see how big he actually is because we, I mean, we all saw the DC Direct Darkside before it actually came out, but I don't think any of us realized how giant that thing really was. Like they showed pictures of stuff, and you saw it online, but if you've ever seen it in a comic shop, you know you need a stroller to carry it out of the store.
2: Yeah, and there's somebody has a picture. It might be has a picture of somebody holding that solomon grundy in their hands oh really and it looks as big as that dark side is oh yeah
1: yeah, see and that's yeah yeah it's uh, that's what i had read i haven't seen a reference picture but i had read that it is the same you know scale same size as that dark side and i mean that's like infant size you know and uh, since i have
4: like the removable heart and the chest piece too that's yeah you know got stuff it's not only big but it's got stuff with it
1: yeah yeah it actually has like features and stuff which is cool and that's the thing is is dc collectibles uh they've they don't have the best track record with uh sturdiness i guess but they definitely have gotten better they've gotten to the point where like i have bought all of the arkham figures that they've done Some of them have fallen off the shelf. Some of them have fallen a couple of feet down to the floor. None of them have broken. I've got the killer croc and I, I had read about some people. What were the, do you guys know what the arm problems were with that killer croc?
2: I had not seen it. Yeah. So I've seen it. I uh,
4: hadn't been picking it up.
1: I've, I've heard mentioned that some people had some sort of problems with the arms on the Arkham city killer croc and mine, like not only are fine but i moved them around a bunch and taking pictures for doing a review and everything uh posed them in lots of different ways they I, you know how you get nervous posing figures sometimes like you're like i don't know if i really want to move the arm this far because it might just snap right off i right. i didn't have that concern with this one i mean it's they're they really have stepped up their quality control a good bit i feel like um, so yeah, DC Collectibles had some cool stuff. Uh They had some Man of Steel stuff, which I was surprised Mattel didn't show anything from Man of Steel.
3: That's interesting because they put out a bunch of pictures of like the the movie Legends <laughs> right. line that they were doing. Right, like they put them out with <laughs> USA Today and then didn't show them at Toy Fair.
1: Yeah, that was extremely weird. Know well, no, okay. I don't know.
3: Are they, uh, the Legends figures, like I like
1: the way that Super <laughs> Right, here's the thing, I liked. uh I liked the movie master's Jor-El. I liked the movie master's uh, Superman. It was Zod that felt like an unfinished figure to me.
3: He just has, he looks
1: yeah, he looked like he was wearing Superman's suit, except in black, with no detail or anything. But then, when you go to DC Collectibles booth, they have a picture of Zod, and he's Armor. right. He looks freaking awesome. Yeah, I don't don't know why they went with that black suit. Right, well, I guess because they didn't want to sculpt all that armor. But the thing is, they did it for Jor-El. For Jor-El. Yeah, I don't don't know what's going on there. And I almost wonder if maybe that Zod figure will come with some pieces that you can attach or something. I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that boring figure we saw is the, the final deal. But we'll see. But they didn't show the, the most surprising thing to me, like obviously we saw the movie masters beforehand, but you'd think Mattel would have wanted to show, cause uh, you know they'll do kids lines for Man of Steel, yeah. and they had nothing.
2: Well, and those have leaked.
1: Uh, yeah, they've shown some of the, uh, there's, they're doing some figures that interact with, uh, Different things, like he can bend bend steel girders, or like their their weird kind of interactions. They're trying to basically uh, have action features similar to the Dark Knight Rises. They had the armor up figures, where you stuck them in that big cylinder and they'd get crazy armor on them or whatever. Uh, they're trying to do. Hey a,
4: guys, I'm sorry, I gotta call it. Uh, I gotta take sure, off. Sure, sure. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, plug uh, plug uh, your I'm stuff. Plug
1: problems. your stuff again before you go plug your stuff again before you go
4: uh belligerentmonkey.com i check out uh, my artwork uh, lots of geeky stuff uh and fits in with all the toy collecting that i do uh, very influenced by toys comic books uh, movies and whatnot so uh, again
1: had a, had a great time uh, uh real quick before you go what uh what was your pick of the show uh i think
4: my best favorite individual line or toy was probably the uh the batman uh the classic batman toys um, but as far as the best uh company i think it's got to be neca just because of the uh, uh so many different uh toys and so many different licenses that they have um, you know I, I there's literally 10 different toys i want to get from them uh this year uh mattel was my close second uh, but it was fairly straightforward. I've already signed up for the DC stuff, the Watchmen sub and the DC Universe sub. Uh, so the Batman individually was the be- the best thing I thought, but, uh, NECA, uh, just because of, uh, how many different great toys they showed, I think they, they definitely had the best,
1: uh, show. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again, Jay. We really appreciate you coming on and, uh, everybody that's belligerentmonkey.com, go and buy some awesome yeah. art from this dude.
4: Appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot, man. Later.
1: Later. Later. All right. Well, that's, uh, we've got, uh, DC Collectibles handled. Uh, the only thing we've really got left is just a little bit of Diamond Select. Did you guys check out Diamond Stuff? Because they, they've, they're another company that has kind of, uh, a big, uh, selection. I know, Ryan, you wanted to mention one of Diamond's, uh, products in particular
2: yeah I think the big surprise from Diamond Select is that they have a Mr. Fusion
1: (laughs) so we've been you
2: know, led to believe that Intel had the Back to the Future stuff locked down and then Diamond Select pulls out this Mr. Fusion from Back to the Future 2 that when you open it smoke comes out and it lights up and makes sounds and all this stuff and it kind of makes me think that I wonder if Mattel only had the license for the hoverboard because it said Mattel on it.
1: I think you might be right. I, I think that's a good call on your part, and I hadn't really thought about it before. But, uh you know, Diamond...
2: The, the hoverboard was such a failure. I mean, Mattel dropped the ball on that.
1: Well, okay, let's... Uh, it was a failure in terms of being a good toy... But for Mattel, it was a huge success because that's what led to us getting Castle Grayskull. So for Mattel, you know, in terms of their business plan, it was a success. But as far as the consumers and the people who ordered that hoverboard, not so much. Right. But uh yeah, I th- I think you have a good point there. I think you have a really good point and Mattel has always played a little bit coy about how they were going to handle their their supposed back to the future license and you know people would ask about figures, they'd ask about doing a uh 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 DeLorean and the thing is, Diamond has been making DeLorean's for several years now.
2: Right. And they've been making the uh uh, what are the little
1: lego kind the of mini mates make? yeah so they've been making yeah. the
2: mini mates from back to the future they've
1: been making loads, and yeah. so obviously they have the license to make the characters which mattel said they always kind of said we're working on it which is their pat answer for a lot of things so i don't know that was their pat answer for his sorceress going to be able to sit on the throne we're working on it <laughs> uh, No, you're not that's that. bullshit that's complete bullshit you're not working on anything but uh, Diamond has some cool stuff. Uh, they have the Universal Monsters license, which they have, up until this point, essentially been redoing what Sideshow did uh, 15 years ago. But they're adding kind of some interesting new things here in that they're doing super articulated figures. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Son of Frankenstein figures that they have coming out. But these are full-on, like, Marvel Legends-style, super-articulated, you know, 30 points of articulation, 6-inch figures.
2: Now, what are... they have the whole Universal Monsters line. Are those also 6 inches?
1: Yeah, those are... well, I say 6-inch because that's kind of a catch-all for that general size. Technically, Diamond Select's releases are all 7-inch scale, which frustrates me to no end. Uh, Because I just picked up their Expendables figures the other day, and they're 7-inch scale. They're Universal Monsters, which is a little more forgivable when you're dealing with something like Monsters. Because you can say, okay, well, the Gill Man maybe is a little bit bigger than uh, Cyclops, you know, whatever. Frankenstein, obviously, is going to be much larger than Jean Grey. But once you get into their, you know, when you've got a Sylvester Stallone figure, that guy's like 5'10". So he really shouldn't be towering over your 6-inch scale collection. But, uh no, it's a 7-inch scale, but they're they're fantastically detailed. Uh, but up until now, they have been slight improvements over, I don't know if you guys remember Sideshow Toys, uh, did the Universal Monsters toys, uh, 97, 98, right around there. I mean, these things were in stores. They were in Toys R Us. And they were fantastic toys. They they didn't have the greatest articulation in the world, but they had the best sculpts you'd ever seen. Uh, really fantastic figures. And that's essentially Diamond has uh, redone everything Sideshow did. But now they're starting to add to that collection. Uh, they're doing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They're doing A Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is much nicer than the one that Sideshow did. And uh, and now they're launching a, I guess, a new subline to this of the Creature from the Black Lagoon and Son of Frankenstein, the first two figures that they're releasing, and they just look fantastic because the sculpts match the less articulated figures almost exactly. They just have more articulation, which is what you want. Uh, they look really, really nice, and as a monster guy, I'm totally stoked about them. And then also, uh, Diamond, I think, is doing the best Star Trek product.
3: I'm, I'm glad you brought yes. that up because I totally agree. Oh. I love the Starship, the electronics. Dude, doing. those. They look fantastic.
1: Oh, my gosh. That, the uh, the Next Generation Enterprise that they're putting out. Oh, my. Uh, you broke up. What was that? Uh, the Next Generation Enterprise that they're putting out.
3: The uh, All Good Things
1: one? Uh, the, no, just the standard 1701D. Standard. Um, just the regular 1701D. Just the, the regular next generation one. But then also, they're doing the movie next generation one, the E. And they just look amazing.
3: Yeah. They just came out with the B, which, as an Excelsior, I
1: love that class. Yeah, I. I can't wait to pick that up yeah i would honestly if those things didn't cost 60 bucks a piece i'd buy every single one of them i i i totally recommend I, oh my gosh I, I got the uh i've got the Khan enterprise and then i've got the uh the klingon uh bird of prey on order it hasn't come in yet i'm waiting for it and i really hope they do the reliance well, what I
3: really want them to do is I want them at the very least, since they're going through all the enterprises, I want them to do an enterprise C, and then I can pretend that um, since that's a uh, uh, same class as um, Peter David did oh, uh, and right, computer, yeah, 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 however, I can pretend it's my yeah. <laughs> that's just me.
1: Well, they're I mean they're, they're doing an amazing job on these things, and I, I it's it's what you know I want to be clear. They are worth every penny of the sixty dollars. I just can't be spending sixty dollars on starship, <laughs> you know. I mean,
3: uh, nowhere to put them, but they sure do look.
1: Better. Yeah, I've I've actually got mine rather awkwardly hanging from the ceiling amidst my Star Wars ships. <laughs> so it doesn't the scale obviously.
2: Hey, with JJ Abrams, that maybe can't. Oh,
1: stop it! <laughs> um And then okay, Josh. So you may have an opinion on these. Um I'm sure you've at least tangentially tangentially kept track of Diamond Star Wars action figures over the past few years.
3: Yes, tangentially.
1: What is the deal with these new ones that they're doing that are the dioramas where the figures have very well articulated upper torsos? That you switch out with non-articulated lower torsos. Yeah, I I have no idea. It's, it's baffling. <laughs> right, I don't understand this at all. And you've what you've got is you've got Spock with uh, I can't remember exactly what what the alien is, but it's it's a diorama from an episode, and you've got one with him kneeling down in front of this alien matter, Goober. right? And then you've got another one where he switches legs out and he's standing there. And then you've got Khan... Or, uh, not Khan. You've got Kirk, who's like karate-kicking Khan. Yeah. (laughs) It's just bizarre. I can't imagine what they're thinking. And I understand that the older figures they've done have not been doing the best at retail, but I don't think this is the answer.
3: No. No, it's weird. It's very interesting. I mean, I, I... I don't know I guess they they think that if you have like a, an action pose or a scene from um one of the episodes'll be better sellers I, I don't know but it just it's a very
1: odd articulated to not articulated choice to make I don't know yeah it's it's a weird thing where I guess they're almost banking on uh what we were talking about earlier where everybody kind of has their own Perspective on toys and stuff. I guess they're kind of banking on people having a particular fondness for that scene where Khan or where Kirk jumped up in the air and kicked Khan. Like pe- enough people are going to love that scene that they'll be like, "I have to get that figure. That's fantastic." I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's an odd thing, but you know they they're making they're the only ones doing Star Trek toys really yeah. right now. And I mean.
3: Th- Depending on how that Picard one comes out when they actually finally make
1: it, I don't know, I may pick that up. I see, I've got the, uh, Picard in the chair that they did, okay. and I'm, I'm perfectly, I got the Kirk in the chair and the Picard in the chair, and I'm, I'm very happy with those. Like, I, I, here's the thing with Star Trek figures, is, Star Trek is very cerebral, it's very, uh, I don't know, there, there's just something where I don't, Feel as compelled to own Star Trek figures. I, I can't explain it, but I just never. I, I love Star Trek. As a matter of fact, uh the movies have. I've I've bought so many different versions of all of the movies. It's ridiculous. I, I had plain VHS. I had special edition VHS. I bought them on DVD. I bought special edition DVD. I bought Blu-ray. Like those movies are sacred to me in a way that maybe even Star Wars isn't but for some reason I've just never had the compulsion for Star Trek toys
3: yeah i, I and i think you're not alone <laughs> i mean if if more people did you see more right, of right. them and they just like playmates completely have gone bust with theirs and now you see what diamond's doing and
1: that's well and you know what playmates that 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 Star Trek line maybe and i've actually got um, that bridge that they released with all of the original crew on it i've actually got that sitting on my top shelf over here right now uh that playmate star trek line may be the greatest star trek line we ever see
2: i i think the thing that happens with star trek it goes back to your childhood you look at star wars they're fighting with lightsabers you look at comic book characters they're fighting one another star trek they're staring at a tv and saying
1: fire yeah, and there there was a lot more of that. It it was a lot more about what was going on on the ships, and that's that's part of it. Actually, right. goes back to my thing with Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, and the vehicles. Is so much of Star Trek is dependent on the starships, and you can't reasonably make toys or playsets or whatever of the starships because they tried with playmates, and I, you know I'll tell you guys I'm. Like, Orion, you especially know how compulsive a toy buyer I am. You've, you've seen my digs. You know how much bullshit that I have that I've bought just because. And I wanted to build that bridge that they, that Playmates made for the movie, uh, four years ago. But it, it just wasn't practical. Cause you had to buy so many different versions of so many different figures to put it together. It wasn't reasonable, and I wanted that bridge. And if somebody made a straightforward bridge playset that had everything you needed in one box, I'd probably get it. But I think maybe it's almost more the fault of the people who've had the license than it is of the property itself. I think they just haven't figured out how to make the toys the right way.
3: Uh, I don't know. It just it, it's never seemed to have been a very successful toy franchise, at least for like action figures.
1: I wonder if the Mego stuff w- was maybe some of the most successful because if you look at the Migo, they, they made the bridge. You know, they had the playset, the big vinyl cardboard playset. They did the figures. I mean that uh, that seems to have worked for its time anyway. I'll tell you a little troublemaker. Uh my son. I've got the reproductions of the Migo Star Trek stuff. He plays with that every time he comes down here. He totally digs it. And he doesn't even watch Star Trek. He knows nothing about Star Trek, but he loves that playset, and he loves those figures. So I wonder if maybe, I don't know, they, they need to figure out how to really incorporate the playability into it somehow. Because Star Trek, there's so much cool stuff there, they just need to figure out how to use it.
2: I'll say something cool they did with Star Trek that... I can't believe they didn't think of before.
1: and I can't remember
2: who's putting it out, but they are making Star Trek branded Earl Grey tea. <laughs> <laughs> so there can be, like, and enjoy your and you know what? It Comes in a nice little box. And, and you know
1: what? You're right.
2: Has all the logos on it and all that stuff. That's a good tie-in. They probably should have thought of 20 years ago, but
1: they're doing. And it. you're right. They have licensed a lot of stuff along those lines, as far as like role play type stuff or tie-in they they've done a good job with um diamond makes a line of phasers and communicators and like that stuff does really well and that stuff is awesome and it seemed more sustainable for some reason i there there's a whole podcast here just to figure out the licensing of star trek maybe that'll be episode three of needless things (laughs) <laughs>
2: um, now, I will say I was impressed we made it through all of Toy Fair without finding out who, uh, the mystery villain of End of Darkness was. I thought it'd get ruined, but they made it through.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because there were no toys to reveal. I mean, that's, yeah, there, there were, well, and also Hasbro has the master license for, aside from what Diamond is producing, Hasbro has the license now. And Hasbro, where
2: I thought it was going to come from was the Creos.
1: Oh right, right.
2: What we saw over Toy Fair is Lego spoiled. Well, all sorts here's
1: my theory about
2: with Iron Man,
1: 3 right, right, and
2: Thor. And I thought Creo would, you know, go ahead and follow that up and let us know if he's Connor.
1: Here's my theory about the Lego. The here's my theory about Lego. Lego has been around for 1,800 years or however long they've been around. They don't. You know, they're doing well with licenses, but when it really comes down to it, Lego doesn't need licenses. They don't give a shit. So they put these products out and you know, they put out Iron Man spoiling the villain or whatever. John Favreau calls up and is like, I can't believe you spoiled the villain for my movie and Lego's like Son Favreau, we don't give a fuck about you. We will continue <laughs> we will continue making buildings and helicopters and alligators and we don't give a shit what you do take your shitty license and stick it up your ass like i seriously think lego just doesn't even care because they're just this massive like entity that will never go away no matter what happens so you're just rolling the dice when you give them your plans for your movie you're like you know what they may spoil it but they're freaking lego so we want them to make our stuff so we just have to deal with it i I seriously, I think Lego's untouchable they're they they don't care, they don't care at all. They're these crazy like Dutch people who are just like we make the best like no matter what kind of action figures you make, no matter what kind of innovations you make in role play toys, no matter what kind of Lincoln logs you put out there, we're fucking Lego bitch. We're never going away. Like They're the kings of toys, and it's funny that we're not really even going to talk about them all that much, because when it comes down to it, Lego really never will go away. Marvel Legends isn't going to last forever. DC Universe Classics, well, that's already over. DC Unlimited's not going to last forever. Even Star Wars. At some point, we will not have Star Wars toys. It probably won't be in our lifetime, but there will be a day when there's just another dry spell of Star Wars like there was before the 90s. Lego will always be there. It's an unstoppable juggernaut.
2: Well, if you look at my toy budget or what I spend on toys a year, I collect you know DC and Marvel and all that. But for my son who collects Lego, I spend more on Lego than any toy company
1: That's because it costs $8,000 to buy a 150-piece Lego playset.
3: Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and we have them all. We have them all. And on that note, I think that's going to wrap up our coverage of Toy Fair 2013. Unless there's anything really specific, one of you guys.
2: Oh, there is. Yeah, there's one Do more. It. I want to talk Do it. Do it. Bring it. Which I think was my personal single figure of the
1: poll. Yes. Show,
2: which was Mezco's Heisenberg from.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right. We do need to talk about Mezco a little bit because Mezco, I have made fun of Mezco a lot, uh, over the years on, on the site because they up until recently could not sculpt a realistic looking figure to save their lives, but they really brought it this year. So go ahead and, uh, go ahead and talk about Mr. Heisenberg.
2: Well, they showed us two of their breaking bad figures. We got Heisenberg, and we got Mr. White in his hazmat suit. And then they also announced Jesse is coming out. Um, and they are unbelievably detailed. It's one of the best head sculpts I've ever seen. Yeah. It's coming with tons of accessories. Um, I somewhat <laughs> question how they're going to sell these, especially with the <laughs> big hubbub a couple of years ago about Dexter and Toys R
1: Well, in Django.
2: I mean. Heisenberg straight up comes with a back Well, and it's in
1: a- and uh J- Django Unchained causing such a stink recently.
2: Right. I don't know how they're going to sell these, but they look amazing.
1: Yeah, I've I have given Mezco a lot of shit over the years because they uh they actually managed to get the license to a lot of my favorite horror properties. They had Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, they had those licenses for a couple of years, and they made some of the worst-looking toys I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and, and it was really just awful. Now, Mezco is great at doing stylized or super-deformed or caricature-based toys, but as far as making anything that's realistic looking, traditionally Mezco has been terrible. But this Heisenberg figure looks amazing, and if it if it hits production looking this good, uh, I'm, I mean I'm in for it. I'm definitely in for it. Absolutely. Uh, and then they also had a new six inch Earthworm Jim figure, which I'm totally down with because Earthworm Jim is the greatest video game of all time. Ow! if you all remember that. Uh, and then they've also got a three-and-three-quarter-inch line of Mars Attacks toys, which is not necessarily exciting for the figures themselves, but is exciting for the possibility that we'll get the vehicles, all the crazy flying saucers and walking uh, giant robots and and that sort of thing. I'm very excited to see if it could happen.
2: And what else they put out were the axe cops.
1: Yes, how insane is that? We're getting a Tyrannosaurus Rex with machine gun. Hammering. We're getting, we're getting Wexter. We're getting Avocado Soldier. We're getting Doctor Doodoo. I mean, that's wild. I never imagined. Well, the X the X Cop cartoon is coming. Uh, Fox picked it up, so that's happening. And Ron fucking Swanson is doing Axe Cop's voice, which is the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, Axe Cop toys, a uh, baby man. Is coming. We're going to have a toy baby man. I mean, that's wild. So, Mezco, they had some cool stuff to show this year, and they also had their own Universal Monsters stuff because they have a license to do stylized versions of the Universal Monsters. Uh, I saw Frankenstein in the store the other day. Uh, he's not my favorite of the Universal Monsters, or I would have bought him. He looked fantastic, but the creature from the Black Lagoon, the, the Gill Man, is coming out and looks amazing. Uh, this is a uh, very stylized, very kind of like hot rod style of action figure that they're doing, and they they look really good. They're about eight to ten inches tall, I think, and they just look nice. And then, of course, uh, Mrs. Troublemaker would get very mad at me if I didn't mention Mezco's wonderful Living Dead dolls, which I'm sure they'll be making lots more of in 2013, whatever. Uh so does that uh, does that wrap it up? I think
3: that's it. I so.
1: Okay, so you guys, uh, who who do each of you? Uh, we'll start with Josh. Uh, who do? You, which company do you think? Now, now, not Toyline, but company had the best overall presentation at the show.
3: Well, um, for me, as far as what I'm going to be spending my money on, I think it comes down to either Hasbro or NECA, and I I think I'm going to give it to NECA, um, just because. They do incredible work, and the likenesses are are just spot on and fantastic. And I I I, I like all of their uh, video game tie-in stuff. And um, I'm sorry, I like the specific Rim toys. So I'll <laughs> give the nice, them.
1: okay, Ryan.
2: As much as they frustrate me on a weekly basis, I got to give it to Mattel. They brought out Grey Skull. They made changes to DC. Universe that everybody wanted. They're getting characters people wanted. I, the Batman sixty six line. I think overall they just nailed it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually torn between uh, both of what you guys chose because NECA had some just outstanding stuff on display. I know I'm going to spend a lot of money with them, uh, but I I think I'm going to have to go with Mattel because what they did was make me happy that I've got the subscriptions that I have they made me happy that I ordered Castle Gray Skull and and I'll, I'll be honest with you a little validations all I need and Mattel like they they justified every dollar that I that I already know I'm going to be spending with them throughout the rest of the year so I'm I'm going to have to give it to Mattel uh for for overall best in show for the company now as far as the best single toy uh ryan what what is your pick for the best just single toy whether it's a figure a playset whatever
2: guys ever i think that heisenberg from mezco is the best single toy i saw it came out of almost nowhere the sculpt is amazing it's got tons of accessories and you're getting a toy of a meth dealer.
1: <laughs> 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 Which
2: I just can't believe. I can't wait to put him on my shelf, just next to various. I think I really am going to display him next to Red Arrow.
1: Nice. And
2: get a dead cat toy to put with it, also.
1: Nice.
2: I can recreate
1: it. That's a win, Uh Josh.
3: Oh man, this is this is kind of a tough one. Um, you know, I. I've, I don't know. Uh, my heart wants to go to a, a Transformers, but I, you know, there, actually, there's a line that we didn't really talk about that I think, out of all the pictures that I saw, impressed me the most, is that um, Square Inix does a line um, called Play Arts. Cotton, oh gosh, and they're yeah. Doing these Dark Knight figures, and their version of the t- uh, the movie Dark Knight just looks fantastic to me. It's a, it's a little bit odd of a line because. They are about nine inch, ten inch figures. Right, right. So they really don't scale with anything else. But man, that Batman looks good.
1: Dude, I'll tell you right now: if you if you're on the border of whether or not you want to get that Batman, get it. I got the Meryl Silverberg that they made from Metal Gear, and it's a lot of money to spend on a figure. It's worth every penny. I'm not gonna start collecting the line or anything, but I think every toy collector should have at least one of those Play Arts figures.
3: I don't know. I'm not even a big fan of the movie costume, but they make it look so good. (laughs) I just, I I may have to just dip in and get that one.
1: Yeah. uh, Seriously. I. I. Every. You know. Find the one that you want. But any real toy collector should have one from that line because it's, they're really impressive figures. Like I, I, I got that one because that Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite games and Meryl Silverberg is a character that I just really just have dug always. I mean, hot redhead, you know, what are you going to do? But I ordered it more out of curiosity about the line. I wanted to have one of the figures in my hands so I could review it and, and get a feel for what they were like. And they're fantastic. They're amazing figures. So if, if, if you're tempted on that one, if you're, if you're on the fence, get it because you're, you're going to be satisfied with it. Uh, they're, That's good to they know. make good stuff, man. Uh, my pick for best single toy, uh, maybe kind of, kind of obvious, but I, I've got to go with Castle Grayskull. If this is going to be I've always been a really big fan of playsets. And we don't get playsets anymore. Uh we got the Ninja Turtles playset and it's awesome, but there's no deco on it. It's very simplistic for what it is, and yeah, it's it's over two feet tall. It's gigantic and it's a lot of fun to play with. And me and my son sit down and play Ninja Turtles with it every single time he comes down here and hangs out. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm kinda waiting for the point where we're gonna have to incorporate that Mego Starship Enterprise into the Ninja Turtles playset. But, uh, I, and there's a precedent for Star Trek Ninja Turtles. They've, those toys have happened. But, uh, I've gotta go with Grace Call. It looks fantastic. I'm, I've, I pre-ordered it back when they first offered it, and they made me happy that I did. Everything I saw about it, I'm good with it, even if it comes like it is now with the giant hole in the floor where the the wind Raider is supposed to plug in. Uh, it looks amazing. The paint job's amazing. The sculpt is amazing. I, I'm just I'm so excited to get that thing and to put it together and to figure out where the fuck I'm going to put it because I don't know where it's going, but uh, I'm going to find somewhere. I, I think it was impressive. So that's pretty much it. That's Toy Fair 13, you guys. Uh, Ryan. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Jay and Bo for coming on. And, uh, Josh, plug your stuff again. Tell us about your podcast.
3: Oh, well, um, I do a podcast on Doctor Who spin-off stuff. So, basically, I talk about the comics and the audios and the books and stuff. It's uh, called The Oncoming Storm and uh, you can find us at uh, www.theoncomingstorm.libson.com um we're we're on iTunes um we got a page on Facebook that you can like and check out our new episodes that come out and we just basically each week we pick one of uh, the books or the comics or audios to talk about and uh, just discuss it
1: awesome Ever get everybody be sure and check that out be sure and check out com, and uh, that's it we're done talking about toys guys thanks a lot for being on thanks for having me thank you that's it that's all the important stuff that happened at Toy Fair in 2013 I hope you enjoyed listening we all certainly enjoyed talking about it uh, I think I had a great group of people here, big toy dorks who, who knew their business, who knew their stuff, who knew how to convey all the important information to you, my loyal loyal phantomaniacs. Uh, episode 2, that's a wrap. Episode 3 will be coming someday, sometime, some when, somehow. I don't know what it's going to be about. Uh, it's entirely possible it could be the Sexoflex episode that will be happening at some point. Uh, that's been assured I don't know when, but it will happen. But for now, I just want to say this is Phantom Troublemaker. Thanks for listening. I love you guys.
2: This has
0: been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESOnetwork.com.